J.D. did and had the big, long 74-yard run and threw the ball well. I think he was like 9 for 12. Yeah, Roger, you're right. J.D. is continually getting more comfortable. And, you know, again, he's got that experience from last year and uh, getting more protection. The, the line's coming together. They've done a really good job all season. But uh, you talk about Etowah. You know, Etowah kind of did a little bit the same thing we did. They they play Gadsden early in the season, non-conference, uh, and, and Etowah only being a 4A, which blows my mind because I always look at them at 5A mm -hmm. going sick, kind of like what we did, right. but they go backwards. But at any rate, uh, uh, then they've run off three straight uh, wins, uh, impressive wins in all three conference games. Yeah, so tonight we'll have our arms full and uh, hands full at least. Coach talks about the, the big running back they have, and uh, he's already signed with Duke. Yeah, and, you know, Etowah, year in, year out, and anybody that's played against them uh, understands that, uh, uh, you know, back when we played them, they went on a run where they lost 20 or 30 straight games, I think, in the 80s. They were, they were having some coaching issues and people were coming and going. But yet, when you play them, they're as good as any team talent-wise, as you'll see. You know, so, right. so Etowah typically, they, they're not lacking on the uh, talent. No, they've produced a lot of major college players over the last few years. And like I said, they got three or four still on the team this year. And Scott will get to see what they can do. They're, they have got a new quarterback this year as their former quarterback, as we all know, transferred over to Gadsden City Troop. Yep, and we got to see him firsthand and uh, did a great job um, down at Gadsden when, when we played them. So be interesting to see. He's definitely got a good supporting cast, and I'm sure this quarterback here may not be quite as good as Troop, but I'm still sure he's going to do a great job running this offense. We're down to about 10 minutes before kickoff. The captains for each team still not out on the field, or, nor are they. Well, the officials are down off to our right, left now. And, Scott, you want to look over that starting lineup and go over both of those with us while we have a few minutes. All right, Roger, let me start fumbling through here. And we'll start, uh, start on offense for the Blue Devils, be starting at quarterback number 16, Trace Thompson, and at running back will be number three, Trent Davis, Retavius Hicks, number 42, uh, getting ready for the national anthem. We'll get back to the starting line here shortly. Yeah, we'll be back in a minute. Hey, friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissan. Just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, I've got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. We've got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you.
Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Trisha Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. All right, back from break here at Wildcat Stadium. We'll uh, pick up where we left off on the starting lineups for that while Blue Devils on offense. Number 42 at blocking back will be Retavius Hicks. Number 12, tight end Brevin Knight. Number one, wide receiver, Martavius Davis. Also at wide receiver will be number six, Ollie Finch. Wide receiver, number 21, Michael Bostic. At left tackle, number 73, Bennett Nance. Your left guard, number 72, Jalen Billingsley. At center, number 54, Ashton King. And at right guard, number 63, Bear Stevens. And at right tackle, number 61, Aiden Gooden. Moving over to defense for the Blue Devils. Starting at safety will be number 10, Jarvis Hardwick. Inside linebacker, number four, Trevor Gladden. Your two cornerbacks will be number five, Keyshawn Hunter, and number seven, Quintavious Wright. Your two outside linebackers will be number eight, Ethan Foster, and number 22, Caleb Freeman. Inside linebacker, number 28, Joshua Dobbs. Your two starting defensive ends will be number 35, Perry Byers, and also number 42, Jacob Sanford. And on the defensive line, number 58, Toby Camp, and number 73, Bennett Nance. Get ready for your Fort Payne Wildcats starting lineup. And we'll start with offense for Fort Payne. Starting at runner back, running back will be number two, Hunter Love. Your quarterback, number 13, J.D. Blaylock. Starting at tight end, number 88, Sawyer Burt. Your three wide receivers for the Wildcats, number 82, Cam Thomas. Number two, Connor, Connor Cash. And number 35, Marcus Ledford. At left tackle, number 61, Riley Kuhn. And at left guard, number 58, Bronson Laney. Starting at center will be number 79, Eli Frazier. Right guard, number 54, Nathan Gentry. And at right tackle, number 74, Logan Beard. Go to the defensive side for Fort Payne will be number 94, Heisman Brown, starting at defensive end. The two defensive tackles will be number 45, Dackey Goodman, and number 42, Makai Maxwell. Also at defensive end, number 34, Daryl Prater. Your four linebackers for the Wildcats tonight will be number 28, Will Green, number 47, Devin Wells, 21, Seth Williams, and also number seven, Darwin Camp. Two cornerbacks, number 12, Alex Akins, and number 19, Caden Holbrook. And rounding out the defense at free safety will be number 11, Will Abbott. Well, Makai Maxwell went out for the Cats, Scott, for the coin toss, and Etowah won the toss, and they deferred to the second half. And let's see. I'm sure we'll take the ball. Yep, we will receive the ball, and we'll be going from our left to our right, from the field house into the field toward the scoreboard. Fort Payne tonight in their traditional black with big white letters, gold pants, black helmet, and Etowah in the solid white. And, guys, I got a feeling we're going to have a hard time with their numbers. 
Kind of reminds us of the Fort Payne's uniforms and numbers from a couple of years ago, Roger. We fought it for, what, two or three years where it was hard to see the numbers. It looks like it's going to be a tough evening trying to figure their numbers out. But we know pretty much who they're going to have handling the ball most of the time, and that'll be the running back Trent Davis, which we said has already signed with the Duke Blue Devils. And also Ollie Finch, the X-back, will get a lot of uh, touches on the ball. And Brevin Knight, the quarterback, or make that Trace Thompson is the quarterback. Brevin Knight, the tight end they go to quite frequently. A pretty good crowd across the way for the Blue Devils. And as you can look across the field uh, toward the sky, a lot of dark clouds. It looks like it could rain any time, but I don't think there's much of a chance, is there? I believe the rain's moved out, Roger. We'll have to keep a close eye on this field tonight. As much rain as we've gotten over the last day and a half or two days, this field... We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. As uh -uh. Well, we was trying to get the crowd happy by giving them a copy of tonight's rosters there. And we're getting set to kick this one underway. Kicking off with Alejandro Corona, number 26, for the Blue Devils. Back deep to receive the Fort Payne receiver standing around their own 10-yard line. As the whistle sounds, and Corona will put a toe into it. Short high kick, filled it up around the 25-yard line by the up guy. And he's going to cross the 30 to about the 32, maybe the 33-yard line. That was Alex Akins on the short return for the Cats. So first and 10, Fort Payne. And they're yet to place the ball down. Now they were going to give us the extra five. Now they put it back on the 32-yard line. For Fort Payne, of course, J.D. Blaylock will be our quarterback most of the time. Hunter Love will be the running back. And those two will pretty much dominate the backfield for Fort Payne. And that's the set we'll come out in to begin the game. As J.D.'s in the shotgun. Going to look over to the sideline and getting a different play in. Now we're all set to go for the first play of tonight's game. Fort Payne and Etowah, and a whistle is going to sound. And what's this going to be? Payne's going to have to call a timeout. Delay a game no. Fort Payne, first down and Delay a game. I didn't see the clock run out, but I guess I just missed it. 
Seemed awful fast, didn't it? Did seem fast. So it'll go to second, first down, now and 15 to go. They move it back to the 27-yard line. J.D. will get it, hand to Hunter Love, sweeping left. They're going to catch it up to him after about a two-yard game, maybe. And it'll be second down and about 13 to go. Nance made the tackle for the Blue Devils. Steve's just going to give him a yard, so we'll say second down and 14 to go. J.D. under center, drops the ball, picks it up, rolling right. Don't see anybody open. He's going to be hit and sacked. Inside the 25 at the 24-yard line. Loss of three on the play. So to bring up third down now and about 17 for a Fort Payne first down. So third and 17 for the Cats. Sawyer Burke will go on the left side of the Fort Payne offense. J.D. is under center. Rolls back, looking again, rolling right. Tux wants to run with it. He's going to be hit and dropped inside the 20. All the way back to the 19-yard line, a loss of five more. So the last two plays, we've lost nine yards, and we're going to have to punt the ball away. And Brett, looks like Etowah is going to have some good field position to start the game. Yeah, I started in, in this, of course, this first series. We looked just got, just kind of like we really didn't know what was going on. We were getting bad snaps. looked like one time looked like we might have went the wrong direction with a couple of players. But Etowah doing a really good job stringing it out. We tried to play action twice on them, and they're and they run they're running the lines really well, not giving us anything on the edges. So Alex will kick this one away, and maybe he can drive them deep, and they won't get – well, he's going to kick it. He just did a kick out of the hold of the snapper. Now, will they consider that a – would they consider that a field goal attempt and they'll bring it out to the 20? That's exactly what I was thinking. I saw them in the field goal formation there, Roger. I'm sure it looked strange to a lot of people, but uh, you would think that would be the case. But Well, they're going to put it on the 40-yard line. Typically, it goes to the 20, 20, doesn't it? That's probably about where that ball went out of bounds, right around the 35-yard line. Well, that's, that's a different angle that we've seen so far. So they'll take, on, uh, take over at their own 35-yard line with Trace Thompson being the quarterback and in the backfield, Trent Davis, number three. They're going to hand it off. He's going to come near sidelines, going to rerun, step out of bounds. Had some good mobility. And Scott, you could see the speed on him as he got around that corner. And thank goodness he stepped out of bounds after a pickup of eight. Yeah, that was the only thing that stopped him from going 65 yards for the touchdown. Second down now in two. Thompson, again, back in the shotgun. And there's going to be a whistle, a flag on the play. Illegal procedure against Etowah. Went into motion a little early that time. We'll go from second and two to second down and seven at the 37-yard line to Etowah 37. Fort Payne forced to punt on their first possession, and Etowah here looking at a second down and seven on their first drive of the game. As Thompson gets back, he looks like a pretty big fella right there, and he's going to get the ball, fake it, going to throw out to the right. And was it tipped? It looked like Fort Payne may have tipped that one at the line. That would have been number 21 for Fort Payne if that ball was indeed tipped, and it looked like it was Seth Williams 
apparently got a paw on it. Yeah, they've got Thompson at quarterback. This is 5'11", 235, and uh, the 235, I believe, but he looks a little taller than 5'11". I agree with you. He looks taller than that. He certainly looks 235, but I think the height is uh, – so they'll move this time the big running back out of the backfield. Trent Davis goes over to the right, high snap. Thompson being forced, going to throw it, and again overthrows uh, Trent Davis. He was going to his uh, valve guy over there on the right side, Brett, and just missed him. He was. They tried to stretch it out, and then they take the back of the backfield and put him in slot there and just uh, try to run run that corner off and try to create some space. But Fort Payne does a good job of, of the defensive line getting a lot of pressure on him, and he has to rush it uh, and really causes havoc on that play for Etowah. So they'll kick the ball away. Ollie Finch, then big number six, is their punter. Fort Payne has receiver back at the 30-yard line. Finch with the ball. Not much pressure. Gets a one off to the right side. It's going to bounce once and go out of bounds. Fort Payne's going to have it around their own 40-yard line. They move it out to the 41. So good field position for Fort Payne to hear on their second possession of the night. I'll spot it on the Fort Payne 41, first and 10 for the Wildcats. No, Roger, we noticed on that first series how well Etowah did just stringing Fort Payne out down the lines, not letting them play action. But here's what happens. If, if you if you do that well most of the time, that middle is going to open up a little bit, and that's where you try to slip Hunter Love in there. Not every not not every play back-to-back, -back, but try to slip him in there a couple of times, and it's going to be hard for somebody to go one-on-one -on -one with him in, inside. Yeah, that's, Hunter likes that running up the middle, tough yardage. So we'll trot back out, and they're still looking over to the sideline to get the play from Coach Elmore. Again, the usual setup with J.D. under center and Hunter Love deep in the Fort Payne backfield. Runner comes in motion. They're going to hand to Love. Tripped up as he tried to cut left. Going to pick up maybe a yard, and that's all. And that's a, that's a lot. That's really the same look we saw with the play action, and, and that's the thing J.D.'s got to do. He's got to sell that fake every time to open it up for Hunter. But I think Hunter was got just one arm, somebody one arm tackled him actually by the foot, or he's he has a big pickup. So second down and nine again, a high handoff to is it Love that got it that time again? And again, he's going to pick up another maybe two hard yards, and it's going to be third down and seven. Those guys are tackling like I'd try tackling by his ankles because I'd get run over if I tackled him high. <laughs> but he has. He's gotten basically two shoestring tackles in a row. That may be the key to getting him it down. It may be. So here we go. J.D. looking back, being pressured again, steps up. He's going to be hit again and sacked. Back near the original line of scrimmage at the 41-yard line. Fort Payne will have to kick it away. Boy, so far, the Fort Payne offense is just not hitting on any cylinder. Yeah, Roger, give some credit to this uh, secondary for Etowah as well. I mean, there's just nothing open downfield. And, uh, you know, it's basically just a coverage sack for Etowah. It looks like th their defensive ends really look good so far, too. You know, we talked about them kind of stretching out and also they're getting a really good rush and pressure from the edges and the insides just having to do half half of their assignment to, to make the sack because jd's stepping right up into them alex under a little bit of pressure they're going to hit him but there's a flag coming out and he's going to take a bounce being fielded around the 15 yard line spinning being hit and not even brought down yet he's still trying to get hit and finally goes out of bounds if i can spit it out but it's going to come back because alex was hit it wasn't much of a hit, was it? He actually hit, actually hit him pretty hard, I thought, Roger. We yeah. kind of held on to him and kept him from falling down. Yeah. Well, that'll give Fort Payne a first down after the 15-yard penalty. 
So a good break for the Cats. Uh, Alex might not think it was a break. <laughs> I hear the Etowah folks across the way voicing their displeasure at the call. But as they move it forward down to the 45-yard line, make it the 44-yard line of the Blue First Devils. So first and 10 for the Cats now at the Etowah 44-yard line. Still, Cats offense not getting anything underway. Very, uh, It's been very effective thus far. This time, two in the backfield alongside J.D. Going to hand it off the left side on a little sweep. And again, they're right there. They're not giving us an inch. Ashton Brown, Ashton Brown got the carry, but... Uh, Britt, they're not giving us any room at all yeah, to run. Their ends, they're really doing a good job, and I know there's uh, a defensive line coach would correct me all day long, but there's a lot of pr uh, push coming from those edges uh, at the line of scrimmage, and uh, it looks like they're just out overpowering us. Well, we're going to get uh, number 34 into the game, see what he can do from probably in the running back position. You know, if they didn't put a silver, Prater. Sorry, Roger, if they didn't okay. put a silver number on a white jersey, we could – Brag on a couple of these kids, but I, I, I hadn't seen the first number. Yeah, me either. They're going to give it to Hunter, and again, he runs into a wall, and he's going to lose a couple of yards. Back to the 47-yard line, a loss of two. No, it's going to be third down and almost 13. Ball right at the 48-yard line. So obviously, you're going to think that it will be Putting the ball in the air. We're paying, finally getting in a different set than what we've been seeing. Dropping back, throwing down the far near sideline. Ball's way, way overthrown. But he had a guy wide open. That was Prater. No, it was Foster. And he was wide open, but it was well under overthrown. Well, and again, that front, I'm telling you, the front line for Etowah, this defensive line is doing a, they're manhandling us so far. Uh, uh, hopefully we can make some adjustments, but we're, uh, they look very athletic, and most of the guys we're lining up on are, are, look to be bigger than us, but uh, nevertheless, they're doing a good job. And we're going to try a 65-yard field goal. And there's no wind to speak of, so if we hit this, it'll be all leg. And we have whistles. Timeout. Etowah calls timeout. We'll come back and see what we can do on the 65. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. Well, after the timeout, Etowah will drop a receiver back deep as we're going to have a try at a 65-yard field goal. If we were to hit this one, I'm, I know this would be the new state record. So I just seem to see a new state record is not tonight. Oh, yeah. 
There's the snap, blow, snap, kick is up. It's a line drive. This we might have, have it. it there. It's through there. It is. Oh, just below the bar. Boy. Man, that thing didn't miss by much. If he had got it in the air any any bit at all, that thing would have been good. I'm really surprised he did as well as he did with the snap. The snap it, it literally nearly rolls in the grass back to it. J.D. does a great job of just getting it down, but I don't know how kickers, it, it, it to me, it'd be all timing, and then that has to mess your timing up. But, but still, like you said, he misses it by, what, three yards maybe, four <laughs> yards? Maybe. I couldn't tell. Yeah, I think if he'd gotten any air underneath it at all, that maybe might have been good. So, Etowah will take over at their own 20-yard line. And again, Thompson, the quarterback, with Trent Davis, the running back, going to throw a little slant out to the right side. Avoids uh, a Fort Payne tackler, and he's going to get all the way out to the 35-yard line. I believe that was Ollie Finch making the grab. They're going to mark it at the 34-yard line. Still a first down for the Blue Devils at their own 34-yard line. We're at 5.55 to go here in the first quarter. Still no score, and it's certainly been a defensive battle thus far. Thompson again going to hand off to Davis. He's going to be a flag come in. He voids the tackler, gets the sideline. He's report paying 40-yard line before he's finally knocked out of bounds. Trent Davis. If this one doesn't come back, it's going to have a run deep into Fort Payne territory. Holding against the Blue Devils. Bring it back. Well, I guess those uh, Blue Devil fans over there are shaking their heads now. It's a, <laughs> a couple of big plays that they've got not gone their way with the officials anyway. So that will put the ball all the way back from the 34 back to the 26-yard line. And it'll be a first and 20 for the Blue Devils. High snap, Thompson gets it, throws a little flare out here, caught by number one. It causes Fort Payne to miss, and number one is going to pick up some good yards on it. That was Martavius Davis. My uh, roster calls him Nine-Eye. All right, we'll just go. We'll go with Davis. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so he picks up a good yardage on the play, 14 yards, second down and six. Again, a high snap. We're going to hand off to Davis, running to the right side. Has the corner, makes the turn. Again, avoids a tackler, and he's run right at the first down marker as he finally has run out of bounds on the far Very side of the field. Going to be about a yard shy, a little less than a yard. So third down and one now. I bet the Nine-Eye Davis is uh, probably related to the running back Trent Davis. Third down and a yard from the 43. Cats need a big defensive stop right here to get the ball back. This time Thompson drops back. Nobody in the backfield. Slants over the middle, has his receiver. It's caught. It'll be good for a first down at the 48-yard line. And that was Davis again. Wells making the tackle for the Cats. 48-yard line of Etowah, first and 10. Down to 440 to go here in the first quarter. Still no score. And a pleasant night at Wildcat Stadium.
Thompson, another high snap, fielded there, and they're going to grab him and have a sack. That time when Thompson couldn't bring it in, Davis fielded the ball. By that time, Fort Payne was all over him, so a big loss on the play. That's about the fourth snap that's been high. That's what I was going to say, Roger. I'm not sure we've seen a real clean snap from uh, yeah. the center of Etowah. And now to get, get it over the quarterback's head, it's got to be pretty high. All the way back at the 40-yard line, and Will Green made that stop for the Wildcats. So second down now and 19 to go. As Thompson and Davis will be joined in the backfield by another running back. Let's see what they're going to go. Hand it off to Davis, trying to go to the right side. Going to be stopped after about a yard and a half, maybe two. That time, good, good pursuit by the Cats on Foster. Prater, I think, made the stop. Darwin again on that tackle for Fort Payne. So third and 17, so you expect the ball to see be put up in air on this play. Raymond having some of that delicious barbecue that the culinary department had for us to eat tonight. Here we go again with Thompson and Davis to his left. They need 17 for a first down. Thompson looks back, throws over the middle, and overthrew his receiver who was going down the middle of the field. That was, I believe it was Davis. Also, Nine Davis. So it's fourth down. They'll have to punt the ball away. So both sides of the ball, uh, the defense is dominating. We didn't mention about Brody Bruce breaking his uh, fibula. Is that the not the weight-bearing bone? So he's out for a few weeks. Something on the sideline. I'm not sure what happened to him. The punt hit hits a Fort Payne runner. It's going to be caught now, covered up. Now Attawa is going to get on it. Fort Payne had two people with a chance to get on the ball, and neither one could do it. And Etowa has a hustler down there, and they cover it up. Freeman made the recovery, and it all goes back to they tried to field that short punt instead of just letting it hit or moving up on it. Tried to dive for it and couldn't handle it. So that's a mistake that could cost Fort Payne some points here as Etowah will have it at the Fort Payne 23-yard line with 2.42 to go in the first quarter. So Thompson will bring his team back out. Twin receivers to the near side. Davis split to the far side. Another bad stop. Thompson's going to have the whistle blow before he can do anything. Illegal procedure. I think one of the receivers on this near side moved too quick. Well, they're trying their best to help us out here with these penalties. So far, not been a very clean football game by either team. No, no, it hasn't. So first in 15, balls moved back to the Fort Payne 27. Thompson throws his outlet to the right side, has Davis. He'll make the grab at the 25-yard line. So only a gain of three. So it'll be second down now and about 12. 
clock running and just getting down toward two minutes to go here in the first quarter with no score. And Etowah is the deepest anybody's been in the other team's territory now at the Fort Payne 25. Thompson resets Davis to his left side. In motion is Davis, and there's another whistle and another illegal procedure, Scott says. And as usual, Scott's right. They call foul illegal procedure I don't understand why those receivers are having such a hard time uh, timing when they start. I think what you should have said, Roger, for once, Scott was right. <laughs> I think that's what their third or fourth um, illegal procedure call. Yeah. So that moves them back now. It's second and 17. Back at the 30-yard line. And they're having a hard time finding the positions. Finally, Davis is going to move from up, bunched up in the middle to the far right side. Thompson wants to throw. Getting a little pressure. Steps up. He's going to be dropped. Almost lost the ball, too, at the 35-yard line. Well, he's having a hard time handling the ball. Like, it can't be that the field's that wet, that the ball's that sloppy. Darwin Camp and Mackay Maxwell on the tackle. Mackay, who was tonight's captain, and Darwin Camp in on the tackle. Just inside the 35-yard line. So it'll be third down and about 22 from the 35. So good chance here for the Cats. Defense after looking like they were in deep trouble to get themselves out of this. Need to get some pressure on Thompson. Thompson again moving straight back so far. Nobody near him. Now he's going to step up. Fort Payne pressures him. He's going to have to run. Stops, throws over the middle, and overthrows his receiver. He tried to hit number seven, Tay Wright, and he just overthrew him. Had him open out there, but overthrew him. Seth Williams was out there on the coverage. And now Etowah will have to kick the ball. I don't think they're going to have anybody that could try a 65-yarder, do you? I mean, this right here, the ball sitting on the 34. She's got to figure what, 51-yarder. Yeah. From here, but it looks like they're probably just going to punt it. Yeah, I believe that's what they'll do. Probably a good move. So Finch again, back to kick the ball away, puts a toe into it. Not a very good kick. It's going to take him bounce, and Etowah's going to let it milk it forever inch they can and it'll down it. You know, even after he punts, if they had gotten to that spot on fourth down, it still would not have been a first down for him. So Fort Payne takes over with 26.5 seconds to go in the first quarter. No score. Fort Payne has it at their own 13-yard line. I think we're going to have to maybe try to put the ball up a little. So far, nothing in running game for the Cats. J.D. back in the shotgun. Hunter to his left. Going to hand it to Hunter. Slants off left. Now we have a little something out across the 35-yard line. Well, from the 13 to the 35, 22-yard carry for Hunter Love. That's the Hunter we're used to seeing. Just what the doctor ordered, Roger. It sure was. 
So Fort Payne this time working quickly again, going to hand it to Hunter or to the left side. This time he runs into another big stack, and I don't think he's going to pick up anything. Yeah, Steve said he got a couple of yards. I don't, I don't see where he gets that, but we'll see. And they're going to place it right back down on the 35. Well, that's the end of the first quarter, and it's nothing to nothing. And we'll take a one-minute break. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Fort Payne has it. Second down and 10 to begin the second quarter with no score. They have the ball thrown 35-yard line. J.D. under center. Going now from our right to our left. J.D. fakes it to Hunter. Throws. Going down the far sideline. Overshoots everybody by about five yards. That number 36, Marcus Ledford, he tried to hit and just overthrew everybody on that one. So it'll be third down and 10. Again, Fort Payne quickly trying to get the play. And they're going to move, and they're going to be offsides, I believe. Yep, offsides against the Blue Devils. And that'll, that'll shut it down to about five yards now, Scott, needed for the first. That's better than 10. That's a lot better. Gives you a couple more play options. Yeah. Here, I guess, and, you know, it's third and 10. You're looking pretty much a pass play. You get in a third and five situation, you've got a chance of running Hunter Love and uh, pick up. Direction in the backfield. We had a mix-up in the backfield. He tripped over 42, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened on that, but he, he tripped over Mackay Maxwell. I believe, I believe Maxwell was thinking we were going right. Well, he crossed man. in front of the running path. Of, uh, well, kind of a blown play that time. It's hard to believe they would have stopped Hunter. But anyway, ifs, ands, and buts. So that time we ended up on ours. I think we were on our own 49. We're actually on our own 44. Yeah. We tried to go for it there on fourth and one. Yeah, you're right. It was a 44. So they'll have the ball at the their, the Fort Payne 43-yard line. Thompson again with Davis alongside him in the backfield. They've yet to start the play clock. Now they wind it. Runner goes into motion. That's Davis going across the middle. They're going to hand back off on the trap play. And they're going to be about a two-yard gain. That's Davis picking up two down to the 41-yard line. McKay again, and Darrell Prater made the stop for Fort Payne. 
Yeah, this is just, uh, boy, this has just been a defensive. Well, I, you know, it's hard to call it a defensive struggle when there's been so many mistakes That's made by both sides. So a lot of errors by both teams. So second down in eight. Five on the play clock, and they'll get it away. They're going to hand it to Davis. Tries to find room up the middle, breaks the tackle, tackle lunges forward, and he's going to be about three yards shy of the first down. Picks up four yards as Devin Wells stops him shy of the Fort Payne 35-yard line, so it'll be third down and three. We mentioned Trent Davis already signed with Duke, and uh, I tell you, what, this kid's pretty impressive so far. He's very shifty. Uh, also has a lot of speed north and south and is a very powerful runner coming in at 5'10", 170. Seems like he runs with a lot more power and strength, about 170 pounds. And we saw that speed on that first play when he hit the corner. Here we go, third down and three. Davis in motion, going to hand it to him on the sweet left. He's cutting it up, has an opening. He's going to be brought down. Well, he broke, broke that tackle at the 25 and manages to fight his way down to the 23-yard line. So it'll be first and 10 from the 23. That time I believe they gave it to Martavius Davis on the sweep, or on, on the speed sweep, going to the far side. It could almost be a toss-up on who's quicker, Trent Davis or Martavius Davis. So another threat here with 9.28 to go in the second quarter. With still no score, but they have it at the Fort Payne 23-yard line, first and 10. Thompson, again, going to hand off to Davis. Starts right and spins his way down near the 15-yard line. He's going to mark it at the, four, at the 16, so it'll be second down and two. We'll say second down and three. A little bit shy of where I thought they brought him down, but second down and three to go. Thompson again to Davis. He's a little jukes around in the backfield. Take his lunge forward, and that's going to be right out the first down marker. Seth Williams made the tackle for Fort Payne. It'll be first down, as they're going to say. He made four yards, and it'll be first and ten. Now from the 11 to Fort Payne 11-yard line. They've just decided to go with Davis in this drive. Okay, why not? Yeah. What we've seen. So again, Thompson with it, going to fake to Davis, hitting a another Davis on the far sideline. It's incomplete, and there's a flag. Well, both players were down there kind of babbling for the ball as it was thrown out at the far pylon in the corner and Fort Payne's going to draw the flag. Well, that's going to give it to him first and go. Who's that Caden Holbrook who was back there trying to bat the ball down? Half the distance to the goal, first down. As they move it half the distance, it'll be first and go from the six-yard line. A loaded backfield this time. And they're going to shift out of that. And they're going to either move or Fort Payne's going to knock that lineman flat on his back. One or the other, and Fort Payne's either going to be offsides 
or another illegal procedure penalty. Let's see which it is. Looks like they may be indicating it was Fort Payne. So that'll move it down to the three, and that's what's going to happen. Well, we don't need to help them out any. So here we go now, first and goal from the three-yard line. Again, they get into that formation and shift left, leaving Thompson all alone, runner crossing in front. Thompson's just going to tuck it into the end zone. Touchdown, Etowah. Trent, yeah, Trent Davis lines up in Wildcat. Wildcat. Doesn't he? Yeah, mm -hmm. we, you can't tell from yeah, these numbers. There's no number. No, but uh, yeah, Trent Davis is in the Wildcat and just goes up the middle, and Etowah breaks the scoring drought with 8.07 to go here in the first half. And they will bring out their kicker, Alejandro Corona. High snap, ball's placed, kick is up, and the kick is good. So with 8.07 to go here in the second quarter, Etowah taking a 7-0 lead. Corona with the PAT. 8.07 to go in the first half. Well, they used up a whole lot of that second quarter clock on that drive, Scott. Sure did, Rogers. We saw him hand it to Trent Davis, I guess, just about every play on that on that drive. Yep, should have known when they put him in that shotgun or, at least, or back in the backfield if uh, they were going to go to him. Of course, like I said, it's impossible to see what numbers they have on their jerseys. Uh, maybe if we had a set of binoculars up here we might can tell i can see on our sideline where the nearest one to us is the number two so if they'll play the whole game on our sideline we might could tell you who they are <laughs> and they'll kick off to fort Payne. bounces at the 20 yard line the 25 the 30 and drop there at the 30 cash is dropped at the 30 31 yard line where to be fort Payne's first and 10 and brett i think real important here for fort Payne to match that touchdown drive yeah fort Payne needs to get something going offensively and hopefully we can uh, maybe shorten up some routes and, and like we said before try to try to implement a little bit of passing game in but uh Edwell's done their homework they've played really well on defense so here we go with jd and hunter in the backfield J.D. going to keep it and come to the left end. going to avoid a tackler and pick up good yards, maybe eight, nine yards on the play as he stumbled forward to near the 40-yard line. They're going to mark it right at the 40, so it's going to be second down and one. That was a play that was uh, set to be a keeper by J.D. from the get-go. Now Fort Payne only needing second down, only needing one yard. Of course, that's all we needed last time on fourth, and we saw what happened. In a snap, fake to Hunter. J.D. looks, getting pressured. Curls back to the far side. Get rid of it, J.D. He's going to be hit and brought down after a big loss. When again, we're getting so much pressure up front. J.D.'s not going to have time to get into a four- or five-step drop. He's going to have to drop two or three steps and get rid of it. It's going to be a short route. I was looking. J.D. was already on the run, and we were halfway into our routes. So uh, it, it's that's tough. So third down now and seven to go for the Cats as J.D. again drops back. 
Looking, wants to throw again, getting pressured out of the pocket. Rolls right, looking for someone to throw to. Nobody there but four Etowah players, and he's going to pick up a first down, but there is a flag near the 40-yard line. Let's see if that's going to bring it back. Nope. Looks like it's going to be against Etowah if the Fort Payne players have their say about it. Good job by J.D. getting out of that mess. He had four Blue Devils all over him. Yeah, J.D. did a really good job there, mainly running for his life on that far side. But uh, he's, he's going to have to get rid of it earlier and shorten the routes up and give J.D. a, a chance to uh, complete some passes. So it was holding against the Blue Devils. That'll give Fort Payne a first down now out at their 46-yard line where they just declined the penalty. That's where J.D. made it to, so they'll decline it. So first and 10 now from the Fort Payne 46. J.D. again since a man coming this way into motion. He's still running around back there. What's happening? Well, that's, that's different, isn't it? It's going to work. He has it across the territory, out of bounds, down near the 41-yard line. Have you seen that play before? I don't know, but can we run it again? <laughs> They're going to send Cam back. I guess he's probably 20 yards, maybe 25 yards behind the line of scrimmage. And uh, when the ball is snapped, he's just going to run a go pattern. And uh, good job of Blaylock just hitting him on the run that time. And uh, nice play and pick up for Fort Payne. Yeah, good job by Cam Thomas. Just a really unusual looking play. But the ball's at the Etowah 40 now. J.D. with the hard count. Going to hand up to Hunter. He's going to slip, gets his balance back, presses, presses, still going, still going. He's down inside the 30-yard line. Well, he turned what looked like was going to be maybe a one-yard gain into picking up about 12 yards. And that, that was all 110% effort by uh, Hunter Love that time. He slips, making a cut, then does everything else completely by himself. Again, going to hand to Hunter. He's going to hold the ball. Slant right, comes back left. Again, runs over one of their players down to the 19-yard line. Ten yards on the carry. Let's see if they give him the first down. Going to give him the first. He looked like a PBA bronc rider, didn't he? That One of them guys was riding him on that carry before. <laughs> So a big drive here for the Cats. They have first and 10 from the Etowah 19-yard line. Down seven to nothing with five and a half to go, first, second half. This time, they're going, he's going to try to sweep out right his Hunter Love, and they're going to come in and bring him down. That time, he didn't have time to get out outside before they were in on top of him. Those last two big runs have come from inside runs. So a loss of one, second down, now in 11. Fake. J.D.'s going to look to the left side, going to throw, going to throw an interception. They're going to intercept it and bring it back to the three-yard line. Yeah, we were opening behind him. He just he couldn't quite get it to him. He's rolling to his left, and it's hard to get squared around to throw that deep ball when your quarterback, you know, right-handed quarterback rolling left. That's a tough throw. Absolutely. Well, it looked like we had a for sure three there, but we're going to turn the ball over and just under five minutes to go here in the first half. They're going to have to go 97 yards, but a bad break there 
for the Cats. As Etowah offense will come back out on the field. Led by quarterback Thompson and running back and receiver Davis. And so far, the running back Davis has done most of the damage for the Blue Devils. Going to send a runner in motion. Going to keep it. That was Davis again in the backfield. Looking for room. Going to cut it up. May have gotten to the five, six-yard line. We'll call him a gain of three on the play. So it'll be second down and seven. Nakai Maxwell made the stop for the Cats. Need to get this ball back here. Still with four and a half minutes to go here before the for the half. We can get this back, hold them deep, and get good field position. Still another chance to get some points on the board here before the end of the half. That'd be huge. We'd say that while both are punts haven't gone any more than, what, 10 or 15, maybe 20 yeah. yards at the most. So you got to uh -huh. think if Fort Payne County Holder will end up with great field position. So a big opportunity here for the defense. Again, high snap, going to hand off. Looked like he might want him to throw. Tries to get outside and can't do it. And he's going to get back maybe to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be all. You know, one thing we've done really well defensively is contain him. Uh, he he is if he ever gets in open space, it's I don't know how we've done a really good job of containing him the whole game. Uh, but but if he gets out in open space at one on one, he's going to be near impossible to stop. Third third down and eight now as he lost about a yard on the carry. And they're not in any hurry to run the play. We're down to 4.08 to go here before halftime. Of course, he ran out of bounds, so the clock's actually stopped. Thompson sends Davis. Davis is going to sweep left, looking for room. He's going to be hit, going to push forward. I believe he's got his first down. Boy, we had a chance to bring him down way shy of the first, and the second effort's going to get him the first. I couldn't tell who it was before Payne Roger hits him hard and stands him up, probably three or four yards short of the first down marker. He was able to stay on his feet and – Keep moving, and second effort's going to pick up the first down for the Blue Devils. I believe that was Will Abbott. Abbott yeah, yeah, I believe it was Abbott coming up from the safety position to stop him. And here's what's so hard about that is those guys have got – both those bats have got so many moves, you're trying to – you're really trying to not get beat, and then and then they try to run over you. So you you're get on your heels uh, just trying to balance yourself to make the tackle. So first and ten now from the 16-yard line for the Blue Devils. Thompson sends a runner coming across the middle, going to fake, going to hand to Davis in the backfield. Not much there, but I tell you, when he looks like he hasn't anything, he picks three, four yards. Yeah, he's. Yeah, you can tell right quick, like, how he got Duke's uh, attention. Clock running down on three minutes to go here in the first half. The Blue Devils lead Fort Payne seven to nothing. If we can just keep them off the board and go in here at the half, Scott, down by only seven, probably be pretty good. Feel pretty fortunate, I would say. Yeah. And they're going to get to Thompson this time. He wants to throw, wants to throw, going for it all down the middle, and Fort Payne's going to oh, knock it down. Intercepted. Yes, it is. It's intercepted. You're turning back to 40, the 35, the 30, the sideline, the 25, and finally knocked out of bounds. So Will Abbott kind of got burnt that last time. I couldn't make the tackle, and he comes back with a big interception in return. Yeah, that time, you know, Edouard receiver had a couple of steps in our defensive back, but the ball just slightly underthrown. But 
Pitts back again, makes a great play going up and able to tip the ball and tips it right to a Fort Payne player. Just a great, great interception and uh, Fort Payne in great shape here as the ball is going to be on the 12-yard line, maybe the 13, and it's 231 left to go in the second quarter. Caden Holbrook, I thought he just knocked the ball down, yeah. but when he tipped it up, then uh, intercepted. It right to him. Yeah, right to him, and we're set up pretty at the 13-yard line, first and 10. Going to hand it to Love. He's pressing forward, going right up the middle, still churning inside the 10. Now they're going to mark him right on the 10-yard line. Maybe they nose the ball inside the 10. Hunter Love on the carry to the 10-yard line. And the three, second down, seven. Second down and seven to go for the Wildcats. Maybe we can use a lot of this clock here also then finish it off with a touchdown. Etowah calls a timeout. 2.05 to go before the half. It's 7 to nothing, but Fort Payne driving. Back in one minute. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. back into play after the Etowah timeout. Second down, seven to go from the Etowah 10-yard line. Going to go right up the middle. Hunter slants outside. He's had the five, heading for the end zone. Did he Got make it. the five line? Wait, touchdown. Hunter Love. They took a while to give the signal, didn't they, Scott, that you called it. Touchdown. Hunter Love. I don't think either one of the officials had just a real great view of the way the players kind of failed. They were just making sure Hunter Love held on to the football. Well, we'll have Alex trot out here and tie this baby up with 157 to go before the half. My, how things change from second to second. Good snap, good hold, kick is up, and the kick is good. So, as I said, 157 to go before the half, and now we're all tied up at seven apiece. Good job for the Cats, Britt. We were just hoping we wouldn't allow any more points to them before the half, and we come down and tie the game up after the big turnover. Yeah, defense with a huge stand, and, again, they're doing such a good job in this first half just containing those shifty backs. And, and then, like y'all both uh, were talking about, that that throw and the throw, everything about that was good. We were on paper, we were beat. We looked beat, but the throw was just short, just enough short. We got a hand on it. Good tip and Will Abbott. I, I don't. I still don't know how he came up with that, but that was an exceptional interception by Will and a good return and a lot of good blocks. I'd like to see a replay on that. We had a lot of big blocks coming down this near sideline. Yeah, and it was a good job by Caden Holbrook be back there to knock the ball yes, down. Yeah, he did. A, Caden did a really good job. 
Yeah, it wasn't like the ball was tipped up, up in the air. The ball was more, yeah. like, more or less yeah. kind of bat, batted yeah. down. Batted down, uh, yeah. Right, doing a great job. That's why I lost it. I thought he had just batted it down. Then Scott said, he's intercepted it. So, so a great job, as you said, by Caden. And all the Wildcats then on defense. As Alex will place it on the 40 and put a toe into it. This one's hit, driven through the uprights. Yep, mm. good field goal. So they'll bring it out to the 20-yard line for a first and 10 situation from their own 20. Well, I wouldn't mind another turnover right here before the half and see us take the lead. Because, I mean, we've already tried a 65-yard field goal, which wasn't, didn't like a whole lot being there, even after a bad hold. And, uh, you know, we get another chance at one. I like our chances. I want to get an explanation from Coach Elmore coming out of the half about the situation there on our first possession where we elected to kick it from, what, the 15 or 20-yard line, yeah. our own 15 or 20, uh, setting up for a field goal. Yeah, maybe we can ask him that at, uh, when he comes back from the half about, uh, you know, I would have thought if you try a field goal and it's no good, it goes to the 20, but they put it back on the, wasn't it, the 35 or mm -hmm. 40? Yeah, you'd think if you ruled it, you would rule it as a missed kick, you know, or yeah. a missed uh, field goal attempt. All righty, Thompson again. The whistle's going to blow place dead before they can get it underway. See if they're going to have another procedure penalty. If so, it'll be about the sixth. Maybe delay a game on this one. Nope. It is. Delay a game. Timeout, Etowah. We'll be back in one minute. Timeout. Timeout against They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissan. Apparently, Etowah got a timeout before the delay of game. They're going to try to throw the ball. As a, under a lot of pressure, they're going to get it to Davis out of the backfield, and he's going to make the reception. We're going to lose a couple of yards. They had Thompson in dire straits back there, and uh, he was able to get rid of it, but still lose two on the completion. So now it'll be second down in about 12. So all of a sudden things going the wrong direction as far as that while Blue Devils are concerned. Down to 119 to go. Going to hand it off to Davis. Nothing on the right side. Breaks it towards the left side. Breaks another tackle. Dragging Fort Payne tacklers out past the 35 to the 36-yard line. Well, you just blink and he takes off. So they're in a hurry now as the clock's winding down toward one minute to go. First and 10 from the 37. Again, going to go back to Davis. He's going to lower his head and push forward again. This time, not much there. He's still going to get three yards. Davis on the carry. 
but that keeps that clock running under one minute now. So they'll place it. Gave him more than they thought he had. They gave him about four yards on the play. And there's going to be another whistle. And let's say we have an injured player. It's an injured Wildcat down around the 37-yard line. And we have an official's timeout. Uh, he's okay. He's up holding his, looks like, was it his left arm maybe? A right shoulder. Right, right shoulder, yeah, right I think. Shoulder. I can't say who that is. But the way they're holding his arm for him and the way he's holding it doesn't look good, does it? 54, is it Nathan Gentry? Yeah, one of the, our linemen. No, it's 94. Osmond Brown. He looks a little better as he gets over to the sideline, moving it around a little more. So now the clock's running. We're under 30 seconds to go. So I don't think maybe Everwise not uh, that intent in picking up any more points here before the end of the first half. It's 7-7 tie. Thompson looks, throws out to the left, and overthrows Davis, who had lined up on the near side, stopping the clock at 16.3. So it'll be third down now, and eh, six or seven, a long six. This should probably be the last play of the first half, depending on if they get a first down. Thompson this time brings Davis to his right side in the lineup in the backfield. Going to fake a handoff to him, getting pressured, and again under throws the receiver, Davis. Fourth down, that stops the clock. And they're going to bring on the punting team as it's fourth and six. Hey, why don't we get a uh, touchdown return here? Wouldn't that be good? Well, the punts we've seen, Roger, you got to think. I hadn't seen him kick one far enough for Fort Payne to be able to return it so far. Yeah, hadn't been uh, able to field it. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to bring anybody out from the backfield position. Nobody back to field it. They were going to just put pressure on him and try to block it. He's just going to let it hit and bounce at the 30. Inside the 20, and it's going to die right at the 20-yard line with they're still letting the clock run. Now, they're going to let the first. Nope, they're going to wait till it gets to 1.2 seconds, then blow the whistle. All down on the 20-yard line. Well, the officials waited a long time trying to let that clock run out, but they had to finally blow it with 1.2. So, Fort Payne will have one play to run. Let's see if we'll just come out and take a knee, then head to the far end zone into the dressing room. Clock will start on the snap. J.D. with it, going to just hand to Hunter. He'll look for a little room, press forward, picks up seven, maybe eight yards in the horn will sound, and that'll end the first half of play with a 7-7 tie. We'll take a three-minute break, and we'll come back. We are more than a hospital. We are a community, and we are there for you. Local care when you need it. 
For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissans. I've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, I've got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. We've got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. Well, we're back at Fort Payne High School in Wildcat Stadium where we're all in a 7-7 seven seven tie uh, here at the half. And, Scott, that first half is kind of hard to explain, isn't it? really was, Roger. I would say, you know, there de definitely some mistakes on both sides of the ball. Edward with a lot of penalties. Fort Payne, a lot, lot, 
it should categorize it as a lot of mis misdirection, maybe some miscommunication on the offensive end, especially on the first couple of series. Um, Fort Payne, we went for it on fourth and one from our own 44-yard line, and uh, again, it was a misdirection on the play, and I think somebody went the wrong way, and Hunter Love ended up tripping over on a, over one of his own guys. Um, but Edward was able to put together one one good drive, and then uh, Fort Payne comes up huge with interception and uh, able to tie this game up 7-7 uh, seven seven as we enter the half. Yeah, it's, it's been a whole lot of weird happenings. First, Etowah had uh, quite a few penalties themselves, and, which has helped us out immensely. Fort Payne's not had any penalties hardly, but just has really failed up until the last part of that second half to be able to move the ball at all, especially with the running game. Yeah, and I think Britt alluded to it as well. You know, their defensive ends are crashing in good. They've got speed on the outside, um, and they're, they're able to get enough pressure up front with the front four. And Britt alluded to it. You know, you send J.D. back in a three, four, five-step drop, and, you know, he's uh, he's under pressure for our receivers if you get a chance to break out of the route. And, um, you know, so man, we've had a couple of coverage sacks on uh, on J.D., and it took Fort Payne a good, I'd say, two or three series to get any kind of momentum or really get some positive yards on the offensive end. But Hunter Love has uh, found a little bit of running room here lately, uh, especially as we got into the second quarter. And uh, we'll see if we can maybe open up the passing game a little bit more in the second half. I don't know if I've ever seen that play before in my life when they dropped uh, big number 82 back like a good 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. And he was the only one back there. He had to be lonely. And indeed, they threw it to him. And he scampered down the sideline for big yards. Yeah, it's a very interesting play. It's almost like that play you see in basketball where they're running a play underneath the goal. And you send a guy over there to the side, start getting on his hands and knees, start barking like a dog. I'm sure you've seen that on the internet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they run. Uh, JD's in the shotgun. They're going to send Cam Thomas all the way back, probably 20 or 25 yards behind the line of scrimmage, like he's going over to talk to Coach Elmore, and uh, nobody's paying attention to him. They just send him on a go route, and Blaylock does a great job just hitting him right in his stride. And I think we ended up picking up what 15, 20 yards on that play, yeah. and picked up a huge first down. And that's uh, that's right before we had that unfortunate incident where we uh, got stopped ourselves on fourth down, uh, as we looked like we might be driving for the tying touchdown at that point. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of unusual happening so far here in the first half. But Fort Payne's hanging in there right now. And uh, right now, uh, Scott, it's anybody's game. Uh, most certainly. And I, I think Fort Payne will make some adjustments here at the half. And, again, on defense, Fort Payne doing a great job of containing Trent Davis. Uh, we can't say enough good things about this young man. Uh, again, sorry to sign with Duke. Uh, probably one of the most impressive running backs I've seen from a shifty standpoint and spin moves, and he's got some power. When he makes a decision to turn it upfield, he uh, he hits the hole hard. And, uh, you know, coming in at 5'10", 170, seems like he runs with a lot more power and a lot more strength than uh, what his size indicates. Britt said uh, just after the first half when we went to the halftime that if their quarterback had been a little more accurate than he's been, uh, they could have been ahead of us a good bit, really. Yeah, they've definitely had some receivers open. Their quarterback has definitely missed, missed the mark on uh, completing some passes, throwing them a little bit high. And, um, you know, again, Fort Payne's able to get a little pressure on him as well, maybe causing him to get rid of the ball a little sooner than he would like to. But, um, you know, like you said, there's been missed opportunities on both sides of the ball for both, both these teams. But I think uh, Britt alluded to it, uh, I think, just as soon as we went off the air here at the half, we can get J.D. in some quicker, you know, one, two-step drops and get rid of just those some 10-yard ten, ten passes and get it, get it out, of the, out of his hand a lot quicker. Uh, I think we'll have have a lot more success in the passing game. Well, absolutely. And, you know, uh, they have a whole lot of weapons on offense that Fort Payne's defense has had to be concerned about the first half and did a really good job of containing them. Oh, did an outstanding job, uh, especially on just, not just the running back on Trent Davis, but uh, number one, I'm assuming this Martavius Davis is probably maybe Trent's brother or cousin. 
But uh, he, he's got a lot of speed himself and a tremendously good-looking athlete. And they put them all in a lot of different positions. So a good job by the defense just figuring out where they are and where they have to get to play them defensively. Well, the Etowah Blue Devil Marching Band is on the field. Let's take another three-minute break, then we'll come back and listen to the Wildcat Marching Band here at the half. It's Fort Payne 7, the Etowah Blue Devils 7. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissans. I've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, I've got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. Got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 
2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. Well, welcome back to Wildcat Stadium where the Cats and the Etowah Blue Devils are all tied up at seven apiece. Now taking the field is the Fort Payne High School Wildcat Marching Band. Let's go down and listen to their halftime performance. Thank <laughs> you. 
band is under the leadership of director Ian Pass, assistant director Olay Well, another fine job by the Fort Payne High School Wildcat Marching Band. Good to see them do their full halftime show tonight. And also the Etowah Blue Devil Band put on a fine performance. Here at the half, it's Fort Payne 7, Etowah 7. And we're going to take another three-minute break, and we'll come back for the second half kickoff. We are more than a hospital. We are a community, and we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right, 
Coach is back here. Coach, we got a couple things we want to ask you about, a little different things we saw. One was the cam play that picked up good yards, and the other thing was the what we thought was a field goal contempt, uh, attempt from about 80 yards away. Yeah. Um, can you all hear me, Roger? Yeah, we got you. Um, we've been working on this called angle field goal. I don't think Alex likes to do it, but we but when they got a great returner back there in high school, you can punt the thing out of bounds, and wherever it goes out of bounds, you get it. Uh, and obviously, I think we got a 45-yard uh, gain on that deal, which may be longer than he can punt it. And we don't have to worry about going in there and tackling their good returner. So uh, we've been working on that for a while, and, and that was a situation we wanted to try it. And uh, uh, and especially if Sawyer got hurt there a little bit. This was before that, but if Sawyer's ever out, that's something we would go to because we don't really have another great long snapper. Uh, and like I said, Alex can kick the ball down there 40, 45 yards, get out of bounds, and we'll still be okay. Uh, and then the play with Cam. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The play with Cam. Something we've been working on. Just a little fast screen out there. Put him. Uh, kind of make it look like he's lost. And then he gets lined up behind the ball. And then we throw it to him. He catches on the dead run. So it worked out for us and got a pretty good game there. Well, kind of a struggle for both teams that first half. A lot of mistakes. A lot of penalties, especially for Etowah. Yeah, we've we've made a ton of mistakes. We're not lined up right. We're getting in the wrong formation sometimes. And I don't know if it's being off a week or what the deal is. But we we got to clean some stuff up, and we got to we want to be able to throw the ball. They're daring us to throw. They're getting everybody down their line of scrimmage, and but they they're good enough to cover us that it makes it difficult. That's what when you play somebody athletic like Etowah, they can get down there and challenge you to throw, but they're good enough to cover your guys. And we're gonna have to complete some of them uh, to back them up, and then we got to keep trying to get Hunter the ball, uh, you know, inside that we've had more success inside than outside with him. Well, we're going to have to complete. A, we talked about it. it. Looks like we're going to have to complete a few passes to open up the far hunter a little bit more. Although he did get a few more runs there toward that second quarter. Yeah, we've got to be able to throw the ball. Like I said, they're down there all within five yards of the line of scrimmage, so we're going to, have to be able to throw it to be able to open him up more. Good luck, coach. Right, here thanks. in the second half. Well, coach, uh, saying Britt about the same thing we talked about, but prior to the uh, start here of the second half and. Uh, uh, he seemed in good spirit, so I think he knows like we do. We're still in this game. Yeah, we we like I said, we did a, we did a really good job in the first half, just hemming up. You know, after we saw the first sweep, uh, we would think they'd probably have two long runs, and they didn't. Fort Payne really did a good job containing those elusive backs, and uh, uh, offensively, we just, you know, we really have not gotten going, and it's a tie game. I mean, we really have not done anything. Mm. Spectacular, really not even anything, many things right. Yeah, they'll get the ball, Scott, to start the second half. So I think a big thing here would be for Fort Payne to stop them and get the ball back here on this first drive. Yeah, we need Mike. Uh, Scott's mic is not on, so if y'all can please hit that over in the control room. As the kickoff goes into the end zone, it'll be a touchback, and it'll come out to the 20-yard line where it'll be first and 10 for Etowah. Roger, we had a rep from uh, Coleman uh, in our office today, and we were talking with him, and uh, he saw a magazine on it, and uh, he actually played for Coach Sanford when Coach Sanford and Coach Elmore. Come in as it looks like a couple of players got tangled up with each other. Let's, let's see if this is maybe a offsetting personal uh, penalty here on both teams. Holding against Etowah. Well, guess not. Maybe. That's good, good for us. Looked like they'd gotten tangled down there and might have been a, maybe a offsetting penalty, but they'll back up Etowah. And this is what helped us out all in that first half. You're exactly right, Roger. And going back to McPherson, you know, you have a young man that can kick it all the way into the end zone. It really takes away another weapon that Etowah has as far as a return game. Uh, in this football game. It's just a huge, huge asset for Fort Payne. So important. Yeah, special teams are so important. They're looked over many times. 
Trace Thompson, the quarterback. They're handing it again to Davis. He breaks a couple of tackles, gets all the way out to the 22-yard line, the 12-yard pickup. But thanks to the holding penalty, they're still going to be a long way from that first down. It's going to be second down and eight. Devin Wells on the tackle. Devin Wells again made the tackle for Fort Payne. So second down and eight. Thompson again with Davis. Thompson going to toss sweep to the left side to Davis again. Fort Payne's on him, but he breaks the tackle. Going to have the left sideline. Going to looks like pick up the first down. Mm -hmm. And a flag comes in again late. Did we hit him out of bounds? So yep, the flag comes in. Let's see what the referee says this is all about. Looked like we might have hit him out of bounds. And we're waiting. There we go. Dead ball foul, personal foul Dead against the Cats. Well, that's not going to help. That's going to tack on and give them the first down. Payne now doing their mistakes uh, with penalties. And that'll move the ball all the way into out to the 45-yard line of the Blue Devils, where it'll be first and 10 now. As we're just underway here in the second half of a 7-7 tie. Again, Trace Thompson takes it, looks, throws a little flare, throws it low out on that left side and skips in there incomplete. And once again, just proving what Brett said earlier to be true, Scott. Yeah, Roger, we, we talked about it and uh, you know, quarterback here, Thompson's just having a hard time getting to the receivers. He's, he's got, plenty, he's had plenty of them open. He's either overthrown them, underthrown them, uh, just having a hard time getting it to him, which is a good thing for Fort Payne. Right now, second down and ten. But uh, you know, it looks pretty good when you see second and ten. But when you got that Davis in the backfield, that's uh, probably not as good as you think, because he can break one at any time. That's that's exactly right. He's one, one step away from breaking one. So Thompson with Davis to his right, they bring across the motion the other Davis, and there's a whistle again. And let's see if he's going to need another illegal procedure penalty. Dead ball. Dead ball. Illegal yep. Moving back five again. It's going to be second and 15. And the ball goes back to the 40. Now, neither team really sharp tonight. I mean, you know, we're. I hate to say it, but, you know, we're really not getting our best effort out of either one of the teams. Not that they're not trying, but. They're coming down on 10 seconds to go on the play clock, and the Blue Devils still looking over to the sideline. They don't hurry it up. We're going to have to have a timeout here. Five, four, maybe getting this one underway. Let's see. Yep, with a second to go. And they're going to throw down that left side. That had a receiver open. He catches it and immediately steps out of bounds. That time he kept the ball up for him. He caught it right in the bread basket and picks up good yardage and cuts that yardage needed for the first down into half as Holbrook knocks him out of bounds. Third down and seven. Yeah, again, Roger, Etowah, a majority of their play, play calls as far as pass is concerned are just short routes. You know, it's just uh, – uh, 
just trying to get it to the playmakers, and that's all this quarterback has to do. He throws an 18-yard pass, and he's going to have it in the hands of somebody that's going to be really hard to take down one-on-one. -on -one. Fort Payne with pressure, they're going to throw, and it's going to be underthrown again. Had a receiver open right at the first down marker, but it goes incomplete, and you'd think they're going to have to punt it away. And, and Brett, one thing, expand on what you said about short passes. You kind of wish they would air one off because you got the feeling we might have a good chance of catching one of those as the receiver. Yeah, we had a good return in that first half, of course, on one. But uh, quarterback's got a really strong arm. It's just uh, I, I, it's like he's not getting his feet set. He, he wants to be moving a little bit too much. So Finch, again, will kick it off under a lot of pressure. He gets it away just straight up, and they're going to let it bounce. It's going to take a... Etowah bounce, but it'll be fielded off the bounce, and Fort Payne will have it at the 35-yard line, first and 10. That didn't come within 15 yards of Cam as he was back to receive the punt. So first and 10 from the 35. Catch, I'd like to see them go down the field here and put a seven up on the board. Get the pressure on Etowah, and let's see how they react. This time, two alongside Blaylock in the backfield, but they're going to hand it to Love. Breaks a tackle, comes to the near side, crosses the 40, drags a couple to the 44. Going to be a yard shy of the first down. It'll be second down and one. And when, Scott, you got a second down and one, you got a lot of options. You're exactly right, Roger. Be interested to see if they uh, let to hand it back off to Love here, maybe try to open it up and throw a pass down the field. Here we go. We have Sawyer Burt lined up to the near side. Thomas to the far side. Again, they're going to hand it to Love, though. He cuts it back up the middle, spins out to the 40, just outside the 48-yard line. They'll call it the 48. A gain of four, and it is a first down for Fort Payne. Cam Thomas, and that pass was good. The catch was good, and their defense really had that covered well. I don't think you could have covered it much better, and, and uh, Blaylock could not have thrown it in there any better. And uh, just a great throw by Blaylock and a great catch by Thomas and tra heavy traffic. So we're down at the 18-yard line, first and 10, and Fort Payne threatening. Going to hand to Love, cuts back from the left. Uh -oh. Inside, up the middle, churning, churning, touchdown, Fort Payne. Right up the middle, 18 yards for Hunter Love. He made one little juke step just at the line of scrimmage, Brett, and he was gone from there. Yeah, that just it just goes to show you, and Coach Elmore, just some great play calling. You know, we, we're, we're showing them that we will pass. Uh-oh, uh, flag on the play. Sorry to interrupt you, but this could change the – there's another flag, I believe. I think it may have been after the touchdown. Let's see. Hopefully it was after, came after the touchdown. Looks like we'll go against Edelhoff, where the Fort Payne players are reacting. Yeah. Yeah, they're applauding. So, hey, maybe the flag's a good thing. Tack it on to the kickoff. Here we go. Let's see. Referee's slowly making his way over to this side. Got to be on Talking to coach. Conduct, you yeah. think. Dead ball. Dead ball foul. Not against Edouard. So it probably came after the touchdown. Somebody probably didn't appreciate Hunter Love knocking them on their carcass. We've had a lot of extra activity after every play, even in the first half. You know, we've seen that has not been called. Either likely did not was not seen, but. Uh, So, like I said, that'll be probably executed on the kickoff, which <laughs> with our kicker, it probably ain't going to amount to anything. <laughs> yep. Raymond's going to forecast we'll have a field goal off the kickoff. 
Oh, taking a little while to get it sorted out. Let's see. A whole lot of discussion going on for something that looked relatively simple after the official told us what had happened. Now maybe we're ready, and Alex will try to tack on the extra point. Give Fort Payne that seven-point lead. And we're set. Snap is a little low, but the hold's good, and the kick is up, and of course, the kick is good. So with 9.40 to go here in the third quarter, it's Fort Payne now taking the lead 14 to seven. You know, that, that bomb, Brett, may have ignited this Fort Payne offense. You know, when he finally hit Kim, that may have been what we took to get this uh, off the snide, so to speak. And it did, and it, and it showed too, Coach Elmore and uh, with, with calling those plays, you know, he shows, he says he's in the halftime show, he's going to throw, he's definitely going to throw the ball in the second half to open things up, and it changed everything. The box completely opened up. The linebackers were not crashing. They were kind of honoring that throw a little bit, and uh, just, just good play calling and good execution. What we say, you give Hunter an inch, he'll take a mile, and he did on that drive right up the middle for a couple of long runs after that big completion. Yeah, that, that was a key. I think he scored on the very next play, didn't he? Yeah, he did. From 18 yards out, giving Fort Payne that 14 to seven lead. We're at 9.40 to go here in the third quarter. First time Fort Payne's led in the game. As Alex and the team will trot back out there and they're gonna place the ball. They say they're gonna kick it off from the 35 yard, the 30 yard line. They had two unsportsmen. I thought I saw a second flag come out. So that is 30 yards in penalty. So they're going to kick off from the 30-yard line. It's an onside kick. Yeah, you might, might as well. You don't have anything to lose. Yeah. yeah, why not do an onside kick here? I'm sure they've spent a lot of practice time on this. Thinking about an onside kick. How about that one in the Dallas-Atlanta game last week? <laughs> oh, man. There it is. Mm, Takes a big old hop. They're going to mm. field it and fall on it, but all the way back out, just outside the 10-yard line. Hey, that was worth the try, yeah, wasn't it? that's good. It's you know, back to the Falcons thing. These are pro players. Why did they not know to get on that blame ball? I, that was one thing. I, saw, I just saw it the next morning on highlights, and I, I couldn't understand that ball was just rolling along the ground, and all the Falcons players just in there looking at it. I mean, it looked like jugglers there doing their hands like didn't know what to do. And, I mean, these people making millions of dollars. I think it was just a funny thing, the way you set the ball down on the ground, the way he kicked it. Uh, it's not the normal way you'd see somebody performing onside a kick, and I think it caught him a little bit off guard. Boy, Falcons, if they can find a way to lose one, they're going to do it. Mm. Okay, it'll be first and 10 from their own 12-yard line, the Blue Devils with the ball. Sends a, sends a runner in motion, going to hand off to Davis, churns left, going to pick up out to the 15-yard, so pick up a three. You know, the more they let Fort Payne stay in that lead and the more confidence Fort Payne's building up here, and I think it's going to be harder on Etowah if they uh, keep letting Fort Payne gain confidence. So pick up a three, set it down in seven from their own 15. This time he wants to throw it, throws a little slant. Fort Payne has a tackler right on top of him, spins him around, not going to let him get anywhere. And by the time there's another flag coming in right at the end, unless they grab the face mask, I don't know. I mean, it's not against the rules to four or five people to tackle one guy. So unless they got the face mask, I don't know. And Holbrook was the first one there. Take a ride on reception. We've got a flag on the play. 
believe that's. Don't think I can think of, Roger. No, yeah, I know. I, I don't see anything else it could be against Fort Payne. Personal foul face mask. Yep. Personal yeah. foul face mask against Fort Payne on the battle first down. Man. Got a bit of a tough break there for Fort Payne. Holbrook doing a great job on the outside one-on-one -on -one with a receiver, getting him locked up early and not giving him any chance to run. And then, uh, you know, have a whole host of Fort Payne Wildcats coming in there to tackle and uh, the runner, runner got spun around. I think a hand just kind of got thrown up and probably the happened, face mask. Yeah, probably happened after they'd already stopped him. Yep. So first and 10 now from their own 27-yard line. Again, going to turn to Davis. Tries to go right, cuts back left, and is dropped for a loss. I tell you, this Fort Payne defensive line has picked up their play here in the last few possessions, too. I have, Roger. We talked, Coach Emma, we heard him talk about it coming in the beginning of the season. The defense was young. Um, you know, if it was an area of concern, he, you know, he was expecting them to get get better as the year goes on, being as young as they were and inexperienced as they were. And I think we've seen that uh, over the course of the year, them getting a little bit better and a little bit more confidence each, each week. Lost the two on that play. We have an Etowah player down uh, on the ground. So it'll be second down and 12 once we get to resume play. It looks like it might be a cramp the way he's uh, holding himself up on his arms and got that leg stretched out. Let's hope that's all it is. Kind of a muggy. It's not hot, but it is kind of muggy. He's up now and making his way off the field. So hopefully nothing bad wrong with him. I think it was just a cramp. So they'll be looking at second down and 12 from their own 25-yard line. We're at 8.40 to go here in the third quarter, and Fort Payne now up 14 to 7. And we've seen how Fort Payne reacts and how they play from behind. Now let's see how Etowah plays from behind. Thompson brings his team out there. Again, Trent Davis, the running back. Thompson with it, drops back, getting pressured, going to throw to the near sideline. Looks like, oh, they're going to push off. And the receiver caught it and made the grab and goes all the way down to the 33, 34-yard line. But I promise you, number one, that Davis pushed off on the play to get open. This is an offensive pass interference. You'll never see it. No, this isn't called <laughs> offensive. Uh, <laughs> He did. He looked around and just shoved him straight to the ground. Talking about being isolated and seen. Well, he's happy, though. No, he's they clapping. Did. They, they called it against four pain. Yeah, he was on his back in the beginning, but he did. He pushed him away when he when the ball was in the air. He, he I think he ran. looked like Alex ran into the back of him, but I, I don't know. What, I still don't know what the call is. I don't either. Now they're marching it out toward Fort Payne. They motioned it against Fort Payne. When, when the Etowah receiver slowed down because it was underthrown, Alex full speed runs into his back, and I think that's the initial. I think they had already made the call when he pushed, Alex pushed him yeah. down. Man. Well, we well, missed that one. If we'll ever see offensive pass interference, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. The natives are restless now for sure. Now they're going to march off 15 more yards. The Yeah, we neglected to say he made the grab and they tackled him there. So 
Yeah, that's a big play for Etowah. Talking about a turnaround. Well, Etowah's got eight or ten penalties. They're probably more cheering that it, well, there's one on us than there are in <laughs> this big play. That puts the ball all the way down to the 34-yard line where they'll have it first and ten. Talking about a big difference in a play. Still find it hard to believe, even if Alex makes contact with him first, if the receiver pushes our defensive guy down to the ground to make the catch. I agree. They're going to hand it. He opened in Davis. He's down inside the 25-yard line. That time a little explosiveness again from Davis. So they may be fired up now. Picked up 11, down to the 24. Okay, defense going to have to step it up again. <coughs> First and 10 from the 24-yard line. 7.40 to go here in third quarter. Thompson throws over the middle, overthrows the receiver, and it's batted up in there, but over everybody's head. There you go again. And these guys aren't a little bit open. They're open. Yeah, and Tay Rock was all wide. All he's got to do is just, you know, uh, you know, last year a quarterback troop that transferred from Etowah to Gaston. If he's here, uh, it's probably a different, different little situation. Well, second down and 10 now from the 24. Thompson again going to hand off to Davis. Fort Payne's on top of him, breaks the tackle. Still going, maybe made the 20-yard line. He'll pick up three. Again, had him in the back uh, backfield there for a loss, and he's a slippery little fella. So third down and seven, another big play here for the Wildcat defense. And they're headed down into that Wildcat band who's stationed down in the end zone of the scoreboard into Wildcat Stadium as the Blue Devils are going from our left to our right. So big third down and seven. Thompson again takes it, looks, wants to throw, getting pressure, going to go for it all toward the end zone, throws it up, knocked uh, loose. I think he was out of the back of the end zone, Scott, anyway. I think you're right, Roger, but that ball is uh, pretty well thrown, and uh, Fort Payne doing a great job breaking that play up. Caden Holbrook. So fourth and seven, will they try to kick her out, or are they going to go for it? I think they're going to have to go for it, Roger. I don't think they have a kicker that can kick it. Yeah, I don't know. 21-yard line looking at a 38-yarder. I don't know if Alejandro has it in him or not. Nope, they're going to go for it, so we'll never know. That'll be the question, the corona question of the night. There he drops back, throws to the left side, has a receiver, and he's going to have the first down if he was in bounds. Let's see. Yep, they're saying he was in bounds and got the first down by a couple of yards. So Etowah making their own luck there and come up with that big first down when they was looking at third, fourth down and 12. So they stay alive. The ball now at the Fort Payne 12-yard line, first and 10.
So back comes Thompson with Davis set to his right. Going to hand Davis. Sweeps goes up the middle. Finds an opening. He's hit pretty hard. Uh, but he's still going to pick up yardage down to the seven-yard line. Pick up a five. Devin Wells made the tackle for Fort Payne. Second down and five. Counting down inside 5.40 to go here in the third quarter. Fort Payne up 14 to 7. Pressure all on the Fort Payne defense right now. Man comes in motion. Going to hand to Davis there. Had him again in the backfield. Slips through. Fights his way through. Touchdown, Etowa. Boy, another opportunity to tackle him for a loss, and we just can't bring him down. Well, they know with the speed he has, you know, you just keep feeding it to him, and sooner or later he's going to break one or two, and that can be the difference in the game. Yeah, Fort Payne actually doing a good job there. He gets in the backfield quick and has a bead right on Davis, but he's just so shifty, just makes one little sidestep, and he's gone. So the extra point by Alejandro Corona. Try to tie this one up. And, oh, man, it's barely going to crawl over. Is it good? Yes, it is. Boy, he barely got that one over. But that's good enough to tie it up. So it's 14-14 with 5-23 to go here in the third corner. Well, I don't know what you can say. We had every opportunity to stop them, and we just could not do it. Big penalty, and then a couple of big runs and a big reception. But we're all tied up. So, again, Scott, we've said how many times tonight it's anybody's game. That it is, Roger. That time, uh, you know, a lot of that was just set up by penalties on, on Fort Payne's side. Yeah. I mean, you know, when they converted that big fourth in 12. So, Fort Payne, let's see. They've uh, The offense has had a little while to get the breath back here, so maybe they're refreshed and ready to go as they'll get the ball back as Corona puts it down on the 40-yard line and puts a toe into it. little short kick coming down at the 25. Fort Payne will field it, cross the 30, coming to the near side. As the 35 breaks the tackle and goes down around the 36-yard line. And that was Cam Thomas on the short kick. So they'll place it closer to the 35. So it'll be first and 10 from that point. So the Cats come out again with J.D. Blaylock, your quarterback. Hunter Love, your setback. So we're all tied up. 14 apiece. J.D. going to hand to Hunter. Hunter hesitates. Tries to go far. Falls over the pile. And gets a few Gets a few yards, maybe three. So it'll be second down and seven. I thought he might have he'd stayed uh, his first course had taken to the right side. He might have got a few more yards, but he cut back this side, and they closed in on him pretty quickly. Yeah, if we could ever read that play, too, and I know that's not a read play, but if you ever read that play when they're closing like that and, and J.D. just takes it out. Again, hunts it to Hunter. He just, again, Covers the ball up, drives forward, out across the 40 to the 41-yard line. Three more yards, so it's going to be third down and four. Fort Payne needing four yards to keep this drive going. 
got Cash here to the near side, along with Sawyer Burt. And whistles blow, and let's see. Well, what they're looking at, looking at around the line of scrimmage for something. Not calling, nobody's calling a timeout. Let's see, I guess they're saying maybe if they got the markers right on the sideline is we now have a trainer coming out. I guess I see now we have a player for our Etowah that's coming up a little gimpy. Number 28, I believe. And they'll come and get him and carry him off the side and replace him. So it'll be third down and four. Here they wind the clock, and we're ready again for a big play here by the offense. Going to hand it to Hunter. Hunter tries to dive over the top, and they get him again by the ankles, and he's going to get about half of what he needed. It's going to be fourth down and two, a long two. That time he just couldn't get anything started before they were in at his feet. So what are we going to do? We're going to go or we're going to punt? Got anybody, everybody in there to go for it. Yeah. Fourth and two from your own 43-yard line. And need a couple, a long two for the first down. Let's see if they'll just try to maybe to draw them off. As J.D. is under center. Now he's going to shift, and there's going to be whistles. And let's see, is Fort Payne, are they going to call timeout? Timeout. Etowah calls the timeout, 3.47 to go. We're in the third quarter, and we're tied up at 14 apiece. Back in one minute. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication. Fourth and two. Fort Payne needs this to keep this drive going. And they're going to direct snap it to Hunter. Going to go right, comes back left, going to break a tackle. He's got the first down. Wow. Wow. Direct snap to Hunter, and he started right, cut back left, and they got him around the ankles again, but not until he had got him all the way out to the Fort Payne 48-yard line. Yeah, that like Love took a pretty good hit from a helmet. I don't know if it's Charlie Horse or an ankle is actually what it is, but he's a little slow getting up. Matter of fact, just sat down on the sideline as the trainers come to take a look at him. We got Brown in the game to replace him, and we have another Etowah player down on the ground, and it looks like he's having cramps. See if we can squeeze in a 30 second break here. We'll be back in 30 seconds. And their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. 
Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Injured player getting off the field now. Looks like he's probably just suffered from maybe a cramp as he's walking better the further he gets across the field. So Fort Payne with that first down run, and it's first and 10 from our own 48-yard line. J.D. this time goes under center. Brown in the game at running back. Going to hand it to Brown. Going to slant off to the left, right side, left side of the Fort Payne line and pick up good yards. A quick burst, a fresh burst of energy from Brown. Ashton's going to pick up five yards. Be second down in five. Gladden made the tackle for the Blue Devils. Fort Payne quickly ready to get back at it. This time, J.D. goes back into the gun. Again, going to hand off to Hunter, who's back in there. Still turning, breaks it. He's at the 40, the 35, the 30, spins around and loses the ball, but it goes out of bounds, thank goodness. And he lost it uh, right into the hands of the defensive player. Luckily, it was out of bounds. Whew. Boy, thank God for the sideline that time. After a big run by Hunter. So whatever was wrong with Hunter, the reason he sat out that play before, he looked pretty good then. Now they're going to get Cash back in to go on that right side along with Sawyer Burt. Left side's empty, and they're going to hand it to Hunter again, and Hunter churning again, diving over, just doing Hunter's thing, and he's going to get down to the 28-yard line, about one ga yard gain on the play. And Brown will come back into the backfield. I think Hunter might have lost his helmet on the play. Yeah, he probably needs a little breather anyway. You know, it goes to a knee over there. It looks like he's uh, kind of gasping for breath a little bit. And we're going to have a timeout on the field. We'll be back in one minute. It's 14 all. Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissans. I've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, i got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. Got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Another Etowah player looks like suffering a cramp. And we're going to get back at play. Fake it to Hunter. JD's going to run right. He has open in front of him. He sprints to the sideline, cuts it back in. He's going to have a first down. Good job. He intended to go to the sideline. He saw that little opening, darted back inside, and that gave him the angle he needed to pick up the Fort Payne first down. Big play there, though, and, and that's one of those things where you want to tell J.D., just trust your speed. He slowed up halfway. It's a 
great play call, but he runs out there in a big pickup, but if he keeps running and races to the sideline, he probably gets to turn the corner. They're going to hand it off again to big number two. He's churning, keeping those legs going, still driving. They're trying to strip it, and he's still pounding down near the goal line. They're going to mark it down at the two, between the two and the three. You know, we did, Roger, we just faked that play. So mm -hmm. so they don't want to you, – you get in there and you, you, you've you still got that, that bootleg sweep. Uh, on your mind when you're playing inside, so those linebackers slide out, and all of a sudden Love's got that big lane again, which he carries three guys in there. But mixing it up, we're really good. First and goal from the three-yard line. Again, going to hand it to Hunter straight up the middle. Still driving, spinning, going in backwards, and he's going to be right at the goal, let's see. All right. Well, Steve coming up with a good one. Down to the goal line, but not across the goal line. <laughs> so we're going to have it, the nose of the ball, touching the chalk, apparently. So second down, down goal. You think they'll give this one to Hunter? J.D. Anderson. Line package over there, Prater to the right side. Uh, Just J.D.'s quarterback keeper. Yep, touchdown. Touchdown, Fort Payne on the keeper from J.D. Blaylock. The used hunter that time is a decoy, and J.D. drives it in for the go-ahead touchdown. One thirteen to go, and we take the lead again, 20-14. to 14. And impressive drive there by the Wildcats. Kept alive going for it on fourth and two from our own 43-yard line. Uh, really kept that drive alive, and Hunter, Hunter Love pretty much just put him on his back. And, That'd have, to be, yeah, that'd have to be Scott the play of the drive. Absolutely. Alex will try to tack on the extra point and give us a touchdown lead. And we're set. Good snap, good hold, and a good kick. 113 to go here in the third quarter of play. Fort Payne now up 21 to 14. Man, I, you know, one thing I think about this, you know, it uh, seems Fort Payne's just getting stronger the longer we go. And they're playing better. They're executing better. Everything just seems to be uh, flowing for us right now. I still say, and I've said this from the first of the year, and most teams are probably this way, but Fort Payne is better when they're when they're a little bit in, in – uh, when they have to get outside their comfort zone. You know, when they, when they get outside of that, they, they get good because they – they, cha they change up, they switch up, they run the play calls that they normally wouldn't run, and it opens up what they do like to run. And uh, we, we really get strong. I, th I think we get better when we got our back against the wall. Well, I've seen a lot of Ed excuse me, Roger. I've no, seen a lot ahead, of Ed players coming up with cramps, and I, think I guess we've seen three or four of them limping off the field in, the, in that last drive. Yeah, absolutely. So Davis is back deep for the Blue Devils. Alex will put a toe into it at the Fort Payne 40. This one's going to be kicked deep, deep. Nobody even watches that one. Hits right at the base of the goal post. And it'll be first and 10 from the 20 for the Blue Devils. Only a minute 13 to go here in the third quarter. And again, Fort Payne's retaking that lead. I don't know about y'all, but guys, I can't wait for tomorrow and some real SEC football. It's here. Yeah. And you can watch it all day long, right? Yeah, that's right. 11 yep. o'clock in the morning until about 10 o'clock tomorrow night. Yeah. You leaving for Missouri tonight, Roger? <laughs> I would have gone normally. I've been every time we've played there, but under the circumstances, I'll be watching it in the living room. What kind of drive is that? Uh, it's, a, it's about eight hours to St. Louis, and that's another 80 miles on the Columbia. Yeah. So 
you know, around a nine and a half, ten hour drive. They're going to hand off to Davis. He sees it opening. Going to drive forward all the way out to the 25-yard line, so a gain of five. He does a great job, Scott, of uh, changing directions. When he just sees a little crack, when he sees in front of him is being blocked, he does a great job of finding that second opening. He really does, Roger. And once he finds it and makes that little sidestep, he turns it just straight back upfield at full speed and uh, hits the hole extremely hard. So second down and five. And Thompson set with Davis set to his right. Looks, wants to throw left, coming down that left sideline, putting it out there and right off his fingertips. Man, you're talking about room service. That one was delivered on a platter. Thompson couldn't have thrown that ball in there any better. And I mean, it was just a little basket catch, just right, right in his hands like he just took his eye off the ball right in the last second. And, uh, doesn't come up with a good break for Fort Payne. Raymond just told me the Braves are ahead four to two over the Red Sox. So Raymond keeps us up to date on the Braves, doesn't he? Raymond's going to have to start playing more clubs tension this Fort Payne game. Yeah. <laughs> Third down now and five after we avoided that problem. Where's that game being played? Atlanta? Yeah, I think it's back in Atlanta yeah, now. Yeah, I think so. We're already in the playoffs? No, not yet. It, okay. This is the last weekend's the last regular season right. game. So we're looking at third down and five back from their own 25. Again, they're going to fake it, going to throw over the left, has a receiver. He makes the grab. you got to tackle him. He makes two people miss. He's wide open on the sideline. I don't think anybody's going to catch him. He's going to go 75 yards for the tying touchdown. Man had two people right on top of him, and they both missed him. And he goes 75 yards. 75 yards and Doesn't take long. Nope, it doesn't. I can tell you this, you, you have to be a really good, better than average college player one-on-one -on -one to stop this guy. a kid Yeah, a kid with that kind of uh, uh, moves and speed, especially side to side. He's so good. I think that was actually number one Martavius Davis that it time, was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like lightning, too. High snap, kicks down, and it is good. Well, we're all tied up with 15.8 seconds to go in the third quarter. It's 21 to 21. Wow. Getting their money's worth tonight, Rod. Looked like what – really, it looked like we are on a big, long third, third and long. We were about to get the ball back, and next thing you look up, and they've tied the game. That's been the top game it's been. You know, and I, after that first drive, of course, really after that first sweet play, I was telling Scott during the break, they look like a Gadsden team, like a big play team, like they're not going to just methodically drive it down the field yep. on you. And and after the first half, I thought, well, maybe they're not that way. But we just saw they've, they've of course, they've got, we've known the whole game, they've got the big play uh, uh, pieces of the puzzle. But uh, these Davis kids are definitely athletes with a lot of speed. Well, we have to come back again, although we're tied now, so it's not like we're going to have to come from behind, but it's our time to move down the field again. As they'll put a little pooch kick up, we'll field it at the 30-yard line, the 35, cutting back inside, and looked like he was going to break free a little bit when they get him by the shoe tops, and Cam Thomas will go down at the Fort Payne 38-yard line. We're to be first and 10 for Fort Payne. Gladden again made that tackle for Edward. He's been on quite a few for the Blue Devils. 
And let's see what Fort Payne, they're ready to get out there and get it going as they'll start the clock. And JD again in the shotgun with Hunter Love set to his left. Gonna take the snap, gonna hand it to Hunter, who'll go right, spins, get stood up, and stood for a second, just stood there looking around. Finally tried to go forward again, but uh, they're gonna stop him right at the line of scrimmage, looks like. Failed the game, it'll be second down, and that'll end the third quarter of play. It's Fort Payne, 21. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Well, Etowah comes from behind and ties it up. Basically on the last play of the third quarter, it's 21 apiece. Fort Payne has the ball. They're looking at a second down and 10 from their own 38-yard line. As J.D. will call for it, hands it to Hunter again. Hunter trying to go up the middle. They're still pushing him forward, still doing a little scrum there, and he's going to pick up good yardage, but still going to be short of the first down. They're just really keying on Hunter. Gain of three, it's going to be third down and seven for Fort Payne. So a big play needed here for the Cats to keep the drive going. We don't want to give the ball back to them. Again, Hunter going to fake it to him. J.D. Rose wants to throw, gets it to the Brown out of the backfield, and they're all over that after a short game. And it's going to be fourth down. Not a bad play call there, Roger, and Fort Payne executes it pretty well. Just had the ball just too quick on the edges. Yeah, if it hadn't been for uh, number two out there on defense, we probably would have picked up good yards. Jarvis Hardwick. Yep. So Fort Payne going for it on fourth and about three. Alex is not in there. They're calling for the ball. They jump off sides. Hard count got them to jump. It's going to be a first down, Fort Payne. Man, don't you feel don't you feel miserable after doing that if you're that player? If you're that player, I didn't mind it at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Well it gives Fort Payne a first down right at the fifty yard line. Midfield. Again, Hunter's gonna take it right, spin around and trying to strip him. Face mask. And there's gonna be a face mask. That'll get the ball down to about the 35-yard line. 
It's kind of hard not sometimes when they do that little spinning motion. They didn't intend to grab the face mask, but the next thing you know, it's there. It's there. That's it. Personal foul, face mask against Everall. Got to think it'd be a good time to run that play with we'll J.D. Man to go to fake it to love, let him bounce it outside. Mm -hmm. So it carries it all the way down to the 34-yard line where it'll be first and 10. So Fort Payne trying to answer the Etowah touchdown with one of their own here as we got a drive going. 10-20 to go in the fourth quarter. 21-21. Runner in motion. J.D.'s going to hand it to or fake it, going to keep the ball. Now mm, going to throw it to the last minute. Has receiver guy. wide open. Touchdown, Fort Payne. Great fake. And Sawyer Burt. All alone, wasn't anybody within 15 yards of him. Fort Payne again back in the lead. Yeah, you got to give it a play like there. I mean, he's under a ton of pressure and actually makes a couple of great moves just to elude the pressure and get away, have a chance oh, yeah. to get it to Burt downfield. I was afraid for a second that he might have crossed the line of scrimmage, so, and he was going down. They had him by the ankle. I believe Etowah sent everybody. <laughs> it looked like it. But it's unbelievable play by J.D. What an excellent play by J.D. Again, the hold is there. The kick is up, and the kick is good. So with 10.05 to go here in the third, fourth quarter of play now, Fort Payne retakes the lead, 28-21. to 21. Well, you think whoever makes a stop on defense now might be in good shape to win the game. Or whoever has the ball last. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of time left. Boy, I, we got to say what a great call, too, from the coaches to come up with that play. Man, this is exciting. You know, we've had, we talked about before the uh, game tonight, we talked about all the really good games we've had with Edouard over the years, and it seems like we've had a lot of them that were neck and neck like this uh, throughout the game. There's been, what, 30, 35 points scored and basically – a little over a quarter. Yeah. Yeah, for what it was a defensive struggle through the first half. It, well, didn't we go to the half? It was 7-7 seven to seven, or was it 14-14? 7-7, wasn't it? 7-7, I think. Yeah. And now look, 28-21. to 21. Yeah, we went. We were going into half, what, three or four minutes, thinking we were not. We were going to go in un unscored. Yeah. You know? So, again, Alex puts a big toe into it, way into the end zone. Fielded by the tuba player. And it'll be a touchback, and it'll be first and 10 from the 20. Well, this is, game don't lack for excitement. That, that's for sure. <laughs> Everybody got their money's worth tonight. So it's Etowah's time again to see if they can move it. They have it first and 10 from their own 20. Thompson will bring his team back out, and their big workhorse is also out there with him, Trent Davis. They're going to hand it on the inside hand to Davis. Again, had him in the backfield. He breaks a tackle, breaks another one. He's going to turn what would have been a two-yard loss into a five-yard gain. 
Will Abbott finally brings him down. Who that is he? I don't know if it's the same one that keeps getting in on him in the backfield, but we just can't bring him down. That's what, fifth, sixth time we've had him corralled for a loss? Just hard to get him wrapped up, man. As soon as you get your arms anywhere close to getting around him, he's spun out of you. So second down and five. They're going to throw over the sideline. Has a receiver, makes the grab on his knees, and I think he's got the first down. Pass complete to Davis. Yep, just enough for the first down. That was the other Davis. They got a Davis running the ball great, and they got a Davis catching the ball. So they picked up a first down out to the 31-yard line. Thompson sends a runner in motion, going to hand off again. We've got him in the backfield. Again, he escapes, escapes again. And one more time he gets away, but finally this time he finally ran out of time. The ball came out, but they're going to say that he was down. Seth Williams made the tackle, loss of one on the play. You know, as, as much as he battles and spins and all, it's a wonder he doesn't lose the ball more often. Because, I mean, he's just frailing away out there. An unbelievable athlete. So second down and 11 after the one-yard loss. Thompson drops back, wants to throw, throws to the sideline, overthrows his receiver again. There he goes again. Of course, we had somebody right there with the receiver, so, uh, you know, if it was the pass that had been there, it could have been intercepted. So now another big third in 11. Of course, they converted a third in 12 earlier to keep a touchdown drive going. So really third and long don't seem to bother them a heck of a lot. This time we have two set back in the backfield alongside of Thompson. High snap, looks, drops, Fort Payne's got him, got to drop him. Nobody gets it away at the last minute. Oh a little screen, and he's going to break free on this one. Coming to the near side, Fort Payne's got to tackle him and grabs a hold of him, and there's going to be a face mask, I believe, and giving him a first down. Tackle by number 43, Jacoby Foster. Sort of the first down. There's a flag on the play. See that or horse collar. I couldn't tell. Yeah, horse collar, I believe, after I said face mask, but it looked like he got him, Brett, from behind. So let's see. They stopped him, as you said, well, short of the first down. I don't, I don't think that Fort Payne's going, applauding. Yeah, I don't think it's going against Fort yeah. Payne. Face mask against Etowah. <laughs> face mask against Etowah. Well, we're talking about a reversal of fortune. And given the Fort Payne's defense that time, when Davis reverses his field, he had this whole side like it was wide open, oh, and uh, Fort Payne able to string it out long oh, enough man. to get some help from the backside over here and uh, stop him short, going to bring up a big fourth and ten. And this, right now it looks like they're going for it, but now I believe they're going to send in the punting team, which probably – now I would look for some shenanigans right here if I was the Fort Payne defense. Because they got a punter who's that ollie dude. Finch, who's a really good player on its own, uh, X out, or, yeah, the X back. So I'd watch O'Ollie here. I'd be surprised they do something funny. Yep, they didn't. And, again, a little short kick is going to bounce. Fort Payne's just going to get out of the way, and it's going to go down near the 40, 41-yard lines where they'll mark it. 
And there's a flag coming in after the punt. I wouldn't doubt now. Maybe this may have Etowah mouthing again. You think it's against us? Well, mm-mm-mm, let's hope not. Just looking at the way one of our players is walking off the field. Yeah, some of our coaches are upset, it looks like. Well, that wouldn't be a very smart move if we had ran our mouth or whatever. Dead ball foul, unsportsmanlike conduct, ejection. Steve's honest, didn't he? So four, it's going to be 45. Was it? Well, it's still going to be our ball, is it not? Because it came after the play, after the punt. After the play, yeah, the ball is going to be on what the – Is that Dakai Goodman or Dacky Goodman? Oh, we always get that one messed up. Jackie Goodman. I think that's correct. Yeah, I see him sure. sitting down over here looking a little bit. Mm. And they're giving him a few pats on the shoulders. Okay, looking at where the yard markers is. is it, did it give them a first down? I thought it was after the play. And it should have been after the play, was it not? And it should be Fort Payne ball. Yeah, I thought the ball rolled down close to the 40 and they'll back it up 15. So it should take it down to what the 20, about the 25 yard line. But it should be Fort Payne it ball. It is Fort Payne ball. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Finally got it straight. Yeah, we've, we've seen emotions running high in this game on both sides of the ball tonight. There's been a lot of extracurricular activity going on after, like Brett alluded to, on just about every play. So the ball right at the 25-yard line where Fort Payne's got seven minutes and 19 seconds to kill, and they lead 28 to 21. First and 10 from the 25. Going to fake it to Hunter. J.D.'s going to keep it. Breaks a tackle across the 35 to the 37-yard line. A gain of 11, and it'll be a first down. There we go, guys. Pick up those first. Keep that clock running. Fort Payne trying to go, what, four and one on the season if we can put a win in the column tonight. Two and oh in the uh, region play, which we'll be back at next week against Scottsboro. JD again gonna hand to Hunter. And Hunter's gonna spin, still driving, gets his legs again, pushes out to within about a yard of the first down. No, it looked like he had a little trouble handling the ball when it was first given to him. I was afraid that was gonna pop out. Hunter did a good job of holding on to the football that time and also just keeping his feet moving, moving that pile, doing, doing what Hunter does. They'll say he picked up eight yards just outside the 45, so second down and two. Clock now at 6.15 to go here in the regulation. And Fort Payne's not in any hurry. It's still 17 to go on the play clock. J.D. from the shotgun. Hunter again right up the middle, breaks a tackle. He's at the 45, down to the 40-yard line, breaks another tackle. He's at the 35, the 34. You know, that one guy got a free 15-yard ride on the back of Hunter Love. Caleb Freeman on the tackle for 
Freeman's the one that got that ride. Hunter turned into Uber. Yeah, we, we can't hardly get a hand on Davis to tackle him. They can put four or five on the back of Hunter before they can bring him down. Yeah. Boy, if we can go down and get points and kill this clock, that'd be sweet. First and 10 from the 35. J.D. looks, wants to throw, has a receiver out of the backfield. Ooh, head straight up there for number 35, made the grab. Marcus Ledford made the grab. He got slammed head on. Good job by Ledford to hold on to the football. Only a gain of two. So second down now and eight. We're down to five minutes to go in this game. We got the ball with almost eight to go. J.D. again with a snap. Again, Hunter. Looks left. Has an opening. He's at the 30. Cuts inside down to the 25, maybe the 26. They're going to mark it at the 26. A gain of six. So it'll be third down in about two. So obviously, obviously, I think we're in uh, four down territory here. Unless you might think, hey, 14 would be good, but 10 might put the game away. Yeah, I think you'd see Fort Payne right here definitely go take, take the points. If we don't pick up the first down, I think we'd kick it on fourth. So third down and just over a yard to go. Down to four minutes. Got it. Keeper's going to pick up. J.D. will keep it. He'll pick up good yards down to the 28-yard line. Uh, make it the 23-yard uh, line, actually. Gain of three. Freeman again made the tackle for the Blue Devils. He's had a buttload of tackles tonight. First and 10 from the 23-yard line. Uh, Cats up 28 to 21. This time JD's under center, and they are milking that clock down to 10 seconds to go now on the play clock. J.D. will turn and just hand to number eight who's in there, and there's nothing there this time. Ashton Brown. Ashton Brown. I think we're going to see Etowah start using some timeouts. Timeout for Etowah, 3.27 to go. Fort Payne's up 21-21, back in one minute. We are more than a hospital. We are a community, and we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. 
Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Cats looking at a second down and 10 from the Etowah 23-yard line. Fort Payne up 28-21, to 3.27 to go here in the game. J.D. again will take the snap, turn it to Hunter. Hunter just ducks his head, keeps driving, keeps driving. He's going to be down to about the 16-yard line. Uh, pick up of seven, and it's going to be third down and about three. Now, that was going to go ahead and call another timeout. So another timeout, back in one minute. This is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissans. I've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, I've got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. We've got great interest rates. Looking at a third and three for the Cats, and they're all bunched up together in the middle there. And let's see. Going to turn, going to hand to Hunter. He's going to break through. He's going to have the first down inside the 10-yard line. Hard to tell who grabbed Hunter Love right there, but it looked like he was going the distance when, as soon as he broke through yep. that first line of defense. Caleb Freeman again made the tackle. We have another Blue Devil down on the field with what looks like again like a, a cramp but they got the ball down what to the seven yard line i think it'll be first and go from the seven and it were 314 now to go in the game looks like we're getting closer and closer of course you never know what can happen but it looks like we're getting closer and closer to this win tonight if cats go into four and one on the season as the player is still down And, you know, we talked a little bit about it at the time, but that pass down in the corner, that long pass just ignited. From that point on, Fort Payne's really been on yep. fire on offense. Yeah, we have. we've uh, we have. That, that was a beautiful throw by J.D. and uh, thread the needle for sure. But uh, that was a turnaround in the game because, you know, we, we thought we were going to go in at halftime scoreless, actually. And then the second, second half has been a track meet. Yeah. So it looks like everybody's back in. The player gets off the sideline, and we're going to be looking at first and goal from the seven-yard line as they run the claycock. Again, Fort Payne taking their time. No need to hurry here. Got plenty of time. We're coming down right now on three minutes to go here in regulation. So J.D. under center. Take the snap with about two seconds to go. Going to turn, going to fake it, going to bootleg out to the right, cuts it up the middle, dives for it. Touchdown, J.D. Blaylock. Boy, a good job of J.D. reading the blocking, cutting that sucker back inside in the touchdown. Yeah, 
Yeah, very nice play call there by Fort Payne. Etowah's definitely zoned in on Hunter Love right there, and um, just a great play by Blaylock. Well, that right there hopes to nail in the coffin. Alex will put up the 35th point of the game for the Cats. Good snap, good hold, and good kick with 2.45 to go in the game. It's Fort Payne 35. Etowah, 21. Well, it's going to be tough on them to score 14 points with 2.45 left on the clock. Of course, they've, they've had a couple of big plays. Exciting night here at Wildcat Stadium for the Cats. And, you know, you beat this Blue Devil team. I mean, you, like I said, it's, it's a, you're beating up on some, some good players out there. They have some excellent players. Uh, absolutely, Roger. You're exactly right. Yeah, but I, I think what Britt said is very – poignant when he said the difference in this and what could have been is the quarterback. If they still had Troop, uh, you know. Been, could have been a different ball game for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely should have been, but could have, would have. So I guess we can consider this one in the books because Larry Hancock's going to be leaving the building. And they'll put it into the end zone once again, so bring it out to the 20-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for the Blue Devils. I'm sure after when we get to talk to the coach after the game, he's got to be a happy camper tonight. Because, I mean, they've been a little of everything. He's faced adversity, and they fought back, and they've taken the lead and uh, had it snatched out from, from under them, and yet we've responded every time. I'm not too sure. I think Fort Payne scored on every possession this half, hadn't they? Except I believe. Maybe one. Let's see. I was, I was thinking there was one that we didn't. I don't remember. I don't. We've not punted in the I second half. So. Yeah. Again, Thompson's going to throw. Has a receiver wide open. Fort Payne playing back deep, and they're going to bring him down after about a 13, 14 yard pickup. That was Davis again making the grab in the first down for the Blue Devils. Yeah, being able to uh, contain Trent Davis and Martavius Davis in this football game has been huge. And I think that's something Coach Yelmore will be extremely happy about. Thomas goes to what looks like the same play, the same result, another pickup of about 12. So they've only ran off about well 19 seconds off the clock, and yet they've moved the ball 25 yards. Wells again on the coverage for Fort Payne, but they're, hey, they're just playing it like the coach has them set up to play them. And Thompson looks, wants to throw, same thing, wide open again, but he's knee touched this time. And at least that will not stop the clock because not a first down and he didn't get out of bounds, so the clock continues to run. And Etowah responds with a quick setup and Thompson again throws it, or fakes throwing it over the middle, then comes back to the sideline. They're going to tackle him short of the first down and inbounds. They do not have any timeouts left. So we're 
right now, if for some reason they stopped the clock with two minutes, I didn't think he was on the sideline. Prater made the tackle. Well, they stopped it at two minutes. There's about a yard shy of the first down, so looking at a third down and one at the Fort Payne 46. Going to hand off to Davis. He's going to have the first down. One fifty-five go in the game. Ball at the forty-three yard line. Again, Thompson goes to that same little sideline play, and he's going to go out of bounds after a pickup of about seven. We'll be second down now in three. That was Davis again. Well, this has really been the Davis and Davis show. And you have to give Thompson credit. He's got a little more accurate here lately with his throws, Brett. He has. Again, they're going to go to that same sideline pass. He's going to curl, and I believe he's going to be short of the first down again. Yep, they're going to keep the clock running. It's going to be third down and one. Again, that was Davis making the grab. We're at 128 to go here in the game. Thompson. Looks, looks, wants to throw. Intercepted by Fort Payne's number 17. He'll come down the left sideline and probably be tackled at that point. And, folks, that is the nail in the coffin. That was 17. Landon Halsey on the interception. I wonder, was it number 7? 47. Four, was it 47? Yeah. Devin, on, Devin Wells. He was on that back side of the field. It's hard to see over there. Yeah, the way he was angled, it looked like a 1-7, but it was Wales. Boy, he's been in a lot of tackles and made some big plays tonight. So, got to give a star out there on his sticker, his helmet, to Devin Wales. So, Fort Payne now, they have no timeouts. We have three. We don't need any. So, we're going to run this one out after maybe two, maybe three snaps. Good to see us in that Victory formation. Yeah, and Etowah comes in here, you know, on a three-game winning streak, too. They didn't just roll up in here. Uh, yeah. J.D. takes a knee. We're at one minute to go in the game. And like I said, Etowah cannot stop it. So this one is history. Yeah, Etowah even being a 4A team, this, this, this is a really good football team. Uh, I know the quarterback at times struggled a little bit for him tonight, completing some passes, but uh, these, these two backs – or one wide receiver, Martavius Davis, and then uh, Trent Davis at running back. Fort Payne's just done an unbelievable job of containing them for most of the football game. You're not going to stop them the whole football game. Uh, I mean, they're, they're going to get their yards, and they're, they're going to more than likely get some points. But uh, you can't say enough about this Fort Payne defense containing those two players and then uh, give, it, give it up to Fort Payne offense, too. Um, you know, slow start in the game, struggled a little bit pretty much the whole first half. I uh, was able to get seven points uh, off a turnover there late in the second quarter, but then it was like a light went off in the second half, Roger. Fort Payne's offense looked unbelievable. Well, it was still 10 seconds to go in the game, but the teams are already out on the field, and that's going to be our final score, 35-21. to 21. And, guys, you got to give Etowah a lot of credit. How is any 4A schools going to handle them? It's going to be, be tough. It's going to be awfully tough. You know, that so far they've got two losses by 7A Gadsden City and now 6A Fort Payne team. So the Cats take home win number four versus one loss. Next week we'll go over to Scottsboro and get back in region play. And the Top Cat trophy, of course, is on the line next week. 
as we go over to uh, Scottsboro to take on the Wildcats. I guess it'll be a cat fight. So players are going to go down to the end of the field in front of the band, and we'll be waiting on Coach to get over, and uh, we'll get his comments on the game here in a few moments. You know what, Roger, all of Etowah's moved to four and we're up to six. I'd, I'd say our pools are probably pretty close to pull football players from as far as number of, mm -hmm. uh, of boys in school, what have you. But uh, Etowah's year in, year out, has got a ton of talent. We said that before the game, and they're just uh, – you never underestimate them. And you're right, uh, you hit it right on the head. They'll – I, I see them going. I, I don't. I don't know who else is. Gunnersville. Gunnersville still as strong as they were before. I'm yeah, not sure. They're pretty good this they're year. They're a 4A too. You know, they're another one that dropped from five. But uh, that's two schools that'll go probably likely deep into the playoffs. Yeah, you'd think those are the two in our area in the 4A caliber that would uh, have the opportunity to go the furthest. And of course, Fort Payne looking good so far, and uh, <coughs> we still got that road that. Well, it's going to run through Fort Payne, but unfortunately Oxford's going to come here to meet us. And uh, they're going to be a tough out. But hopefully, yeah, you never know. Uh, Fort Payne keeps gaining confidence and right. can keep people from getting hurt, and uh, you never know. As the team and the band, uh, the alma mater playing down to our right. And the Etowah team over there gave it all they had. they got to be highly disappointed. But, again, they can look at this. Hey, we lost uh, by two touchdowns to a 6A school that's uh, not bad. So they have a lot of things they can be grateful for. Let's see if we can sneak in a minute break before we come back and call, talk to Coach. gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Hey friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissans. I've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, I've got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. We've got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Point City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. 
The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Trisha Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. Well, it looks like Coach has broken up his little after-team meeting down on the field, and he'll head his way down to pick up the headset, and we'll see what Coach thinks about this second half. And as we was all knotted up at the half, the Cats come back and outscore them by two touchdowns in the second half to take on this 35-21 to 21 win. Fort Payne goes to 4-1 and one on the season. Etowah goes to 3-2. and two. And next week we'll travel over to Scottsboro. The winner of that game gets the coveted Top Cat Trophy. See Coach approaching down that way. And I'm sure he has to be really happy the way this team could get down, fight their way back, and then finally take the lead for good. Coach getting the headset on where he can hear us. Like Webb's about got him set and ready down there. All right, right here. There we go. Okay, Coach, you hear us? Yeah, I can hear y'all. You hear me, Rose? Yeah. You got to be really pleased the way this team fought, really, from beginning to end. Had a chance or two when, uh, you know, could have got down a little bit when they got behind, but they just kept fighting their way back and then taking the lead for good. Yeah, that's what I just got done telling. I'm very proud of them. Uh, that's a big team win. Uh, you know, Etowah, even though they're four-way now, still it's a good football team with, with good players. Uh, and, you know, they played really hard, too. And, and like you said, uh, did not go our way the first half, did not play very well at all offensively, played really good defensively the first half. Uh, but like we thought all week, it, it, all it takes is one play, and, and number one or number three can, can break a big one on you. And they had a couple of big plays in the second half. And uh, but really proud of the entire team, uh, offensively and defensively. And, again, special teams. Alex, again, is a big difference in the game. Uh, you don't know how uh, much better it is to kick it in the end zone than have to kick it to number one. Uh, so that's a huge play in the game every time he did that. And uh, But, you know, Hunter had another big night, just really ran hard. Don't know how well we blocked him at times, but he just kept running hard. And uh, uh, and J.D. made the plays when we needed to make some plays, and, uh, and that was probably the difference in the second half. You know, Coach, we thought in the first half, you know, going into it, what was there, five minutes left, and we still hadn't scored. Thought we're going into the halftime scoreless, and then all the all of a sudden the things turn. We score, tied up 7-7, and then we come back out the second half, and offensively we look totally different, like we couldn't be stopped. What changed there for us? What do you feel like changed the most? Well, I think we, we played better for one. Um, we just played sloppy in the first half, but then I think what I told them all week, I mean, since they are a 4A team, they're playing several guys both ways. And I told our guys, that if, we, if we'll take their initial punch, take their initial challenge, and stay with the plan and keep pounding, um, I think we're going to wear them down as the second half goes. And I think that's what happened. I think they just got tired. And you notice they had a lot of guys cramping up. And that's just a, that's to, uh, the fact that they're playing guys both ways and we're not, or very few guys both ways. 
um, and, and I think it just wore them out. And, and we hit, you know, what we said at halftime, they've got 11 guys within five yards of the ball, and we had to make some plays in the throw game, and we made a big play early to Cam to soften them up, and then had the big touchdown to uh, Sawyer there that was a big play, uh, even though J.D. almost didn't get it off. Uh, that was a huge play of the game, too. So, you know, just to answer your question, I think we just stuck what we do, and Hunter kept running hard, and we, and we were able to pop some of those runs in the second half. Coach White is the origin of that play that we scored on by Sawyer. I mean, that, that seemed to be the perfect call for the perfect moment. Well, we call that Malzahn for all you Auburn fans out there, so I can't tell you why we call it that, but it's called Malzahn. So uh, uh, we've been working it for a while, and uh, the other way we run it is Sabins for all you Alabama fans. But it was, it was on the right hash, so it was time to call Malzahn, and uh, we thought it'd be there. It's just a matter of him getting it off, and, and uh, we, you know, we run so much of that, what we call ghost motion, and then run the ball with Hunter, and we've been kind of waiting on that time to run the play action uh, because Sawyer's such a big blocker in what we do, and so when they see that motion, I think they forget about him sometimes, and that's what happened. He was just wide open down the center field. So uh, big play by J.D. and him. Yeah, good job by J.D., Scott. Uh reading his blocks on a couple occasions to pick up big first downs. Yeah, he didn't keep it many times, but when he did, they were huge plays. You know, he kept it on the option a couple times and uh, and made some big plays, made a big play down there at the goal line. Uh, of course, we knew we could get a field goal and go 31-21, which is still nice, but uh, him getting an end zone there and making 35-21 gives us a, a bigger cushion and, and, and made us feel better uh, in the last three minutes. Well, next week, Coach, we'll go over to Scottsboro, be playing for that Top Cat trophy and plan to go 3-0 and in our region. Yeah, you know, of course, that's the difference this year with their game is that's a region game, so it's always a big game, obviously, when we play them, and uh, it's even bigger this year since it's a region game. So uh, we'll have to get, you know, get back ready to go. We, you know, we, we've kind of got spoiled last week with having the bye week, got everybody rested, but now we got to get back uh, ready Monday and uh, have a good week of practice and, and go over there ready to play because, you know, they're really good on defense, and we're going to have to play well on offense and also play well again on defense to win the ball game. And, uh, uh, it, it would be a great way to kind of set up the, the last half of the season to, to jump out to a 3-0 start in the region. Well, congratulations, Coach, on the big 35-21 lead, and we can't wait to see you over at Scottsboro next week. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Well, guys, any last words y'all want to throw in there after this big Fort Payne win? Oh. I'm trying to rip Britt's headset off right there in my foot, Roger. <laughs> but, uh, no, like, I think Coach Elmore just uh, said it best. I mean, it was literally a great team win. Uh, defense played great, uh, really containing their two two best players. And then this uh, Fort Payne offense really stepped up in the second half. Like you said, I, there only may have been one possession we didn't score on. Uh, you know, had some big pass plays. And then, uh, of course, Hunter Love and uh, J.D. Blaylock making some really good decisions there at quarterback as well when he had to. And, Brett, just all the way around, a good game for Fort Payne. Yeah, and, and you know, Coach made a good point. You know, they had several guys playing both ways, and Fort Payne just – we stayed with what we were doing, wasn't very productive the first half, but stuck with what we were, uh, our plan, initial game plan, and, and the second half it turns everything around and uh, Fort Payne comes out on top, just a super game. Well, we'll be traveling, as we said, over to Scottsboro next weekend and watching that fight for the Top Cat Trophy. So once again from Wildcat Stadium, final score, Fort Payne 35, Etowah 20.